This is Annalisa, bar manager at Pignet Pub and Patio, and you're listening to Up in the Mix. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot from the Honeycomb Hideout. This is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. The Super Nicest, a.k.a. The Nar, Mr. R, a.k.a. Not the Black Dude that you thought I was. This is Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican Ernesto, Captain Kulo, Coach, Mr. Brunch, your local also, that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How the fuck did he get here? El hombre de la gente, the habitual lion crosser, the honey badger, and the fucking baby whisperer. So what's good? What's uh, up? Nothing. What's happening? Just... How was your week? Um, I'm just worried about the, the tundra that might come because it's been so hot this week and the last couple of weeks. You saw the weather's supposed to get cold? Yeah, and I'm scared that it might go from straight from like 60s to negative 60. I saw rain. I didn't see snow yet. I saw well, my little icon. It was snow, so we'll see what happens. So hopefully it doesn't get too, too mm-hmm. cold. But other than that, just holiday season at work and uh, it's just like, you know, can't be calling in. And just getting really, uh, <laughs> Can't be calling in. really, well, because like at work, what they do for the holiday season is, uh, you know, you pick your days one year, and the next year is harder for you to get it because it's trying to even it out for people. Right, right. So then, like this year, I didn't take. I just took one day to take my baby to her appointment. So I need to save up time, anyways, because twenty twenty gonna be hot in the travel season. You know, mm-hmm. taking my baby wherever, and I got a couple. One trip right now, solo to Singapore to see my boy, my old roommate. Nice. But other than that, it's just like, and every day, and now that the holidays are getting closer, some more people are coming in and so on and so forth. Other than that, you know, just hanging out with the baby. She's doing awesome. Uh, We just got back from a little fiesta she was pumped about. And uh, yeah, how's your week going? It was good. Nothing too crazy. Um, Had a Reno Arts and Culture Commission meeting. That went great. We'll be having them on next week to talk mm-hmm. about the Reno Arts and Light Festival. I'm excited that's about coming this. up soon. I'm super excited about that. So that they'll mm-hmm. be our guests next week, and then uh, work. <sighs> like work's just it's yeah. that time of year, you know. Like we're starting to lose. Like kids are starting to go back to the regular schools, so that's cool. But this kid the other day was. I'm just like, so you know, when's your last day? He tells me. Like, so what's the plan? Where, where you, what school are you going to? What are you going to do? And he's like, you know, for real, low-key, I'm probably going to drop out. I was like, what? what? Like, after all no. we've been working on, you know, these last few months, so then I started, like, talking. So, like, him and I talked for, like, 25 minutes, and he was just like, you know, both my brothers dropped out. You know, they've always been like, fuck school. You shouldn't do school. So I was like, yeah, but, like, how are their lives now, you know? And mm-hmm. he told me, and I'm like, come on. Like, well, you got two more years. And, like, high school is a joke. Like, if you can't graduate it, you you have to try not to graduate because it's just, like, I almost graduated with an honors degree well, he and just I didn't like, even try. He does, he's afraid if he if he goes back to school, he's going to hang out with the same group of kids he's hanging out with, get in more trouble. Like, you know, he's already gotten in a lot of trouble. He was already working. He already dropped out once before. So I'm like, come on, bro. Like, everything we – because, you know, that's one of the things we specifically work on, like – 
the consequences of dropping out. We watch documentaries. We talk about like goal setting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, you know, it's gonna like you can't think about it now, but I'm like, you're 16 right now. Like you, if you can work hard for like two or four more years, like your next 50 years are gonna be Way so better. much easier. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just the more work you put in now, the less work you're gonna have to put in later. And you know, he's like, well, I'm trying to travel when I'm old. I'm like. Yeah, but like, how are you going to get a job to get retirement so you can retire when you're 55 or yeah. 60 or, or 65? Even get a job that pays enough where you could like travel in general. That's what I was trying to tell him. You know? I was like, you know, like, let I me just... mentor this young child. So we had a good talk. I didn't like tell him he sh- I'm like, I didn't say like, don't you drop out. To, yeah. That's stupid. But we yeah. just like talked about the consequences, why he was thinking that. So we talked for like 25 minutes and then, uh, I was like, just, I'm like, just think about it. You know, I'm like, we'll talk. We got like another month before you leave. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to just, that's the thing. You don't have to decide this right, right this second or right now. Like you got a whole month to think about this, decide what to do. So then after school, I sent an email to everyone. Like, this is what he said. You know, like, don't tell him I told you this, but let's all just kind of like work with him. Yeah, exactly. Because that's the cool thing about having such a small school. It's like everyone Mm -hmm. can focus in on one kid who's struggling like that. So that was Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then Friday, this motherfucker in my classroom, like Wu-Tang, you know, I play music on Fridays. Yeah. And he's like, Mr. Richardson, what do you know about Wu-Tang? And like, my uh. first instinct was to like tackle him <laughs> and be like, who the fuck are you talking to right now? But instead. Give him a little shaking baby. I was like, disease. what do you know about Wu-Tang? Exactly. And I went on this huge tirade. And like, while I was going on the tirade, I was playing Wu-Tang songs mm-hmm. and like telling stories about all the times we've seen him, how we all had like, I'm the only one that doesn't have a Wu-Tang tattoo. I was like, I just saw him like three months ago yeah. in San Francisco. What were you doing? And like, all the first time I saw him and everything. Like and then like, trouble? randomly like jump in and rap a verse on whatever mm-hmm. song was playing. He's like, how do you know all these, like every verse of the songs? I was like, I've been listening to him before since before you were born. Exactly. What are you talking about right now? I'm like, I'm going to um, post this on this. I'm so mad I'm posting this on social media just so I can laugh with all my friends about how dumb this about is. about you? I just put fool. That's it. And so, you know, salute to everyone that commented because yeah. it did help me. Com- I was so mad. Dude, I would I be so furious mad. too. That's what like at, at work or like in general. Like this one girl at work was just like, you hear that new J. Cole song? And I looked at her and I was like, you mean the gangstar J. Cole? Like, it's not J. Cole's song, but, like, that's the latest one he's been at. It's like, yeah, that whole album is just like, I'm like, shut the fuck up right there. <laughs> and you have so much wealth of hip-hop right next to you. Like, seriously, you could touch me and hip-hop would probably go into your veins. And you don't even, like, talk to me about anything, you know? And then she's just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, good. And I went back to work. Like any other I was fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, like, any other group? Like the what? I was like, my softball team's mm-hmm. the name was the Killer Bees. We wore Wu Tang shirts for our fucking jerseys mm-hmm. for fifteen years. Every- That's how long you've been alive. Everybody has Wu Tang tattoos. Everybody but you. It happens though. No, well, whatever though. <laughs> but anyways. But anyway, we have more important things to talk about. Way more, more important, important people to hear speak than our rant on our love for the Wu. <laughs> so um, today we have a very special guest. Um, you know, designer. You know, we met through social media, and it turns out we have a bunch of mutual friends and all kinds of stuff like that. I would like to welcome to the show Anthony from Neon Babylon. Welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Anthony. Do you have any AKAs or anything like that? Uh, my son calls me Dad. Dad? That's it. 
That's okay. it. I don't have any yeah. other AKAs, man. Fiance call you any inappropriate things sometimes? Absolutely. All right. But, we're but not, gonna gonna keep not us for private? the private? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who are you, Barbara Walters? What are you trying to do right now? <laughs> I don't know. I'm usually the asshole. All Stirring the time. shit up. <laughs> well, while she's here, you know. 30 like. seconds into the interview. So, what does your fiance call you in private? So how was your relationship now that it's over? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're good. We're no, good. no, that's it's messy good. as fuck. <laughs> it's always fun. She's here and it's good. Uh, no, I don't have any AKAs, man. Just just Anthony. That's that's pretty much it. Just Anthony. That's it. Sometimes right. Tony. Sometimes, but, but Some... most times Anthony. That's so it. Tony to the people that don't know you, or to the people that do know you. The people that know me is Tony. Yeah. Okay. Namely, my mother-in-law. That's, <laughs> that's an important one, though. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's the number one right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, where are you from? Uh, originally from uh, the Bay Area. Uh, was born in East Palo Alto, California, uh, but came to Reno when I was nine, and uh, kind of been between Reno, Vegas, back in the Bay Area from nine until thirty-four. So. Uh, graduated from here. I went to Reno High School, Galena High School. Um, but then, like most kids at that time, like you think I want to get out of Reno, so I shot to Vegas, like everybody does. That's what I did. <laughs> you know, what I, I mean? did that. Like that's kind of like the the this, this, this is the this is the farm league, and then like <laughs> no. we all think Vegas is the big time, especially you know with I mean? that Millennium Scholarship. Yeah, it's very so. easy to transport over there. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I went down there. Um, Went to UNLV, and uh, that's kind of like when the uh, entrepreneur bug hit. But I'm sure we'll kind of get into all that, and then, uh, yeah, we'll get into it. All right. <laughs> yeah. What made you come back from Vegas back to Reno? Um, honestly, uh, having a family. So I was in Vegas up until uh, last year, up until 2018, and that's when uh, we had a son. And uh, we kind of made the decision to be closer to family, you know, new parents. We just really kind of wanted the the help and the, the support. support. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, granted, my my mom, she lives in Vegas, but it was one of those where, like, we were going to be offered, like, you can stay here. like You know what I mean? So it was like uh, we just kind of made the decision, yeah, we were going to come back to Reno. And we had joked about it before because, you know, we both – really at the time didn't want to be in Reno. We were like, let's just get out of here. But we kind of had this understanding of like, when we want to raise a kid, we'll raise a kid in Reno. And it was just a joke. Right. And then it just ended up happening that way. You know what I mean? Like, and now, you know, we kind of love it here. No, it's awesome because like Reno is like not too big, not too small. It's still like relatively safer than a lot of places out there, you know. It's got more culture than Vegas. It's definitely more culture than Vegas. Like I lived out there, and there wasn't there wasn't much, I, but I was out there like what two thousand two. The weather's a little nicer here. Mm-hmm. A little less hot. I like the Four Seasons too, as well. Like even though we get like maybe two and a half or something now because of uh, <laughs> all this climate change going down, <laughs> but um, Vegas, do you, yeah. Do you miss it down there? Uh, at times. You know what I mean? But I think for everything that you guys are saying, as an adult, I appreciate what Reno has to offer more than what Vegas has to offer. Um, I think on a entrepreneurial tip for what we're trying to do, it's a bit more challenging. You know what I mean? But that's kind of part of the fun of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To to start something and mm-hmm. or, you know, not not started. I guess that's kind of the wrong term because I don't want to 
not give credit to people that have been doing it before, uh, but to kind of do things in a different way or a different manner. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, yeah, there's there's moments that I miss, like there's like bigger events and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. even when we were there, man, like we spent most of our time at home. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it wasn't like, yeah, Drake's here. So he's here every week. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not. Yeah. The lifestyle you, gets old. Yeah, like yeah. You, you get used to it and you just hate the traffic. And it's like, you don't really ever enjoy the quote unquote Vegas unless somebody visits you. And then they mm-hmm. want to see it. And then you got to kind of be up all night and kind of chaperone them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But for the most part, it's just like living i might as well have been in boise you know what I mean? yeah. like we were just at home all the time yeah you when know? you're 25 yeah. vegas sounds great yeah but, but it's 35 yeah. you're like yeah that's a lot no, it's yeah. crazy because when family comes they're like oh you're in vegas so they they tend to go to vegas now yeah. you know yeah and then you're just on the strip and you're just walking up and down that yeah and then you're just like uh, you're just thinking about like i just want to go back home mm-hmm. or you're thinking about that drive and you know what i'm saying like there's just so many things um but to be honest, I think uh, Reno will be there soon enough. It will, but I think it, it it'll be different, and because Reno always does stuff in its own fucking way. Yeah, compared to everybody else, you know, and like Reno is always last on a lot of things, which I always <laughs> like to say. Because, he brings it up about once per episode. Yeah, once per episode, which like because like Reno could be Reno could be with all the culture that's here, even better than it is now. But you know, Reno's always last, and that's another conversation. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I want to. I want you to expound on that because I we we talk about that a lot. You know so, what I mean. So like on like the hype of like In and Out for one uh-huh. for one. You know like when In and Out first came here, there was just lines around the corner, and I'm like, have <laughs> have like you guys never been to the In and Out in Auburn? Like have you guys never? <laughs> You know, or like, or like Chick Fil A when Chick Fil A was. Well, I'm like, Chick Fil A still. Every time I drive by, I'm like, I'm like, have you guys never been to an international airport other than Reno? Because there's Chick Fil A's (laughs) all over the fucking place, and it's not that fucking good, guys. Like seriously, they got sauces, and that's about it. I was thinking about what is the new hype beast thing right now? Oh, Popeyes fucking chicken sandwich. sandwich. Oh my god, and like literally people. But like in mm, Reno in general, like what's the new hype beast thing? I don't know what's the newest thing that opened. That's fucking corporate as fuck. <laughs> because like a, lo- a local bar will open up, you know, which is or cool. a local restaurant. And, mm-hmm. and it'll be good for three months. But yeah. then after that, it like dies down and it's like not the hype anymore and stuff like that. But any corporate thing that comes to They're just town, from out of town. And it's just like. People just like can't wait. Yeah. They're, they're so hyped for like it. Like Panera Bread's coming. I can't wait for all those bitches and Uggs to get fucking wild about that <laughs> shit. You know, like. And like, don't get me wrong. I like Panera Bread, but it's just like. Yeah, yeah. You know that, that's funny because uh, you know how uh, the Reno News Review does their like best local, mm-hmm. you know whatever. And so I saw that the Reno Gazette did theirs too, and it was like best hamburger in Reno was In and Out. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding exactly. me? Like, I was like there's yeah. so many places here locally. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you go to Beefy's? Like, you go go somewhere else. Yeah, but it was just. It was disappointing to me to see a national chain mm-hmm. as like the best, the best local burger. I'm like, get the fuck. Are you and then, kidding me? And then when you talk to like fat boys like us, you know, you're like, okay, best classic style hamburger. <laughs> yeah. We're going to break it down. For we you. break it down even to scientifically. Yeah, who's got, exactly. who's got the best bread and all yeah, that type exactly. of shit. You know what, you know, I mean? like a, what are you a, looking for? Yeah, you exactly. looking for more burger? You looking for condiments? Like, <laughs> yeah. Same know? with pizza. Are you looking beer, for like coffee. you know something out of the ordinary? You know, like anything like that. It's like, like Starbucks with, being your favorite coffee shop. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, and that grinds my gear so much. Like, that's too. why I said it. I just but, I know you do. I think a lot of that has to do with because think about like I said when I was when I was a kid. 
Reno doesn't have that quote unquote cool factor yet. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like people be claiming they're from Tahoe when they're from Sparks. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's almost like if you latch on to a national brand, you're kind of like trying to absorb that cool of the national mm-hmm. brand. Like, hey, look, guys, see, we're like everybody else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whereas if you support a local spot, it's like, yo, that's just a Reno place. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I think until you have that self confidence to make it like uh-huh. yeah, like and it's never gonna change until that attitude changes until people don't look at being from Reno with the stigma. You know, and like when I was in Vegas, like I was working at uh like Encore Beach Club and shit. So like there was a guy and it kinda pissed me off. And this was this was before we even had a kid, thought about moving back to uh to Reno. Um like I was in the back and this guy was like, hey, where are you from? And I was like, uh like I, I lived in Reno before this, and he was like, "Oh, you mean like with like all the meth heads and shit?" And I'm like, "Fam, like I don't know one person that smokes meth. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I know more people that do drugs here than <laughs> you live in, in Reno. Las Vegas. Yeah. What are you talking like, about? You, but but it's like it's it's stupid stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? To where it's like it's all the bad jokes. It's the Reno 911 or like it's yeah. the comedian. It's it's whatever. Like you know what I'm saying? There's all these bad things." And then people just kind of take it and run with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you're familiar with Jeff Staple. Yeah, right? of course. So I listened to his podcast, Business of Hype. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy, uh, he was profiling some guy from Vegas. And the guy was talking about the malls in Vegas. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my shop was in the, the worst mall. in The, the Boulevard? Mall. Yeah, the Boulevard Mall. No, it was the, was it the Boulevard? No, no, he was talking about the Meadows. The Meadows, that's He was talking was. about yeah, the Meadows yeah, Mall. Yeah, yeah. I love uh, the Boulevard. I, hood as fuck. Yo, come on. That's, my, that's, where <laughs> I got, that's where I got my fitness all the time. <laughs> Always on deal at the kiosk. When, when, I was, when I was there, like, 06, 07, like, there was, like, the legend of the Boulevard food court. Oh, like, shit. don't go to the food court unless mm-hmm. you're, like, ready to scrap. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. But the guy was talking about the Meadows Mall, and he was like, yo, this is the the worst mall in Nevada. It was like an outlet mall, right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's like a little south of Fries and stuff, like the crazy intersection. No, no, of no, 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 no. That, uh, that is the actual outlet. Outlet mall. one. Yeah, the Meadows is like kind of uh, north, right? Yeah, is that the heading one? north, heading north. Yeah, yeah, okay. And uh, Jeff was like the worst mall in Nevada, like worse than Reno, and like that shit, like felt like somebody stabbed me in the heart because I'm like, damn, we're like I look up to this dude, man. And it's like he knows Reno, but mm-hmm. only knows Reno to shit on. And he it. hasn't came like he hasn't come here with like real people. That's the thing when people are like, "Oh, you're from Reno? Like yeah. you're like they're like you're you're kind of cool." And I was like, "What do you expect what from does fucking that mean? Reno? Yeah, like, like what do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean? So like I feel like a good ambassador to Reno all over the world, and I feel I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do think it's starting to change. Like we had uh, shout out Niles. He's from the Bay, and he was mm. like, "Yeah, all my friends." You know, that live down there, they think of Reno for all-you-can-eat sushi, uh, good IPAs, and good coffee. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I like, like that, yeah. That's right. good to be known for. You know, that's better yeah. than what we were known for in the past. Right, right. He didn't right, mention right. gambling. He didn't mention strip clubs. He didn't mention mm-hmm. whorehouses. He didn't mention Reno 911. Yeah. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. like, I can fucks with that. Because when people mention Reno 911, I was like, there's no fucking palm trees. No, I stopped. As soon as they mentioned <laughs> Reno 911. Yeah. I stopped listening. There's yeah. no palm trees. Like, he made that story at the fucking airport. He, like, went to one place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell people, what is what's, what is Neon Babylon? So Give us a breakdown. So, Neon Babylon actually is a nickname for Reno, which a lot of people don't know because they know us as the biggest little city, right? Um, so, while I was in Vegas, 
you know, I kind of started having like this like longing for Reno, which was really strange. I don't know what it was. Um, and I had dabbled in doing clothing and stuff like that before. And I had had, you know, moderate success with it, but it just kind of kept dying down because I just feel like I wasn't really like connecting with it spiritually. You know what I mean? And so uh, the concept for a brand based around Reno kind of came about and I started thinking about like the names. Right. And I'm like, it has to be something that I feel like I can connect to or people can connect to. It has to be like something big, like the name alone can stand on, on itself. And it started because I was like, well, what the hell does the North Face mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? I started researching, like, well, why do, you, why do these companies call their names whatever they do? And so the North Face is the North Face of a mountain. And I was like, oh, I feel stupid. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> it's such an effective name. And it's so, like, this is what they do. It's, they, make, they make mountain gear. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so I was like, well, I wonder what other names for Reno there are, right? And so, like, I just Googled, like, Nicknamed Serena. And of course, Biggest Little City came up and like some other crap. And then like I saw Neon Babylon and I was like, what the hell is Neon? I was like, that's, I've never heard that in my whole life. I've never heard one person say Mm -hmm. Neon Babylon in my life. But I, I, I saw it and I was like, oh, this is crazy. No, as soon as I saw, I was like, Neon, that's fucking tight. So, and I say most people don't know about it because if you Google Neon Babylon, it will take you to the Reno News and Review site. Because they have a section in that magazine called Notes from Neon Babylon. So they're familiar with it. And it is a name that people know about, but it isn't widespread. And so what I was thinking, I was like, okay, well, we're going to take that concept and kind of change the attitude of it from this whole thing of biggest little city and, you know, whatever people think it is. We're going to brand ourselves as Neon Babylon and then take this ball and, and change it going forward. And I'm excited about that because I'm tired of like biggest little city, whatever your fucking right. shit is. <laughs> doesn't matter what the fuck it is. Right. Salutes right. To, to the R&R though mm-hmm. for yeah. knowing about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so. Um, Neon Babylon. I'm going to Google it right Do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's and the future. So, and so like um, – I checked on, this is how much I believe in. I checked the trademark. I was like, does anybody have this name? <laughs> like, Nobody did. And they didn't, right? And so I was like, okay, cool. So I got ne- it. Yeah. The next step is to like, and, and it was actually my fiance's idea because she saw it and she was like, you can't lose that. Like, she kind of like, she's like an unofficial partner. She's like the backbone when I'm like slacking and shit. Like, she'll be like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like. Don't don't disappoint your son. Like, tip, you know tipping I mean? the fitted to you. <laughs> tip, tipping it to you. You know what I mean? And so, like, um, she was kind of the driving force behind, like, no, like, make this official and make it a thing, you mm-hmm. know? And so now, like, I own it in terms of putting it on clothes. Like, you know, Reno News and you can do whatever they want because they're not selling T-shirts. Like, you know what right. I'm saying? So it's right. all good. But, you know, I, I just think, like, a little known fact about that. And I'm like, I've lived here for so long and no one knew that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, let's 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 take that and like let's let's do something with it. And so like, what a great origin story, yeah. <laughs> and so um, good. And really, the 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 driving force behind the brand is to it's like it's a little sappy, but I think about myself as a kid when I was like I used to live on Riverside Drive, like right by Reno High School and shit. And so like every day I would come home. 
And, you know, I would go back to California for every summer, whatever. So, like, I would listen to, like, Chuy Gomez and all that shit like that, like, on the radio. And I would always go back and, like, record the mixes and all that because, like, all we had was K-Wins. And it was just like, <laughs> that shit, man, like, it's just, you know, I don't know if you guys know anybody yeah. from K-Wins or, no, you know, no, whatever. No, no. But, you know what I'm saying? I was like. It is what that, it is. Yeah, you feel me? And it was just like, this is not. I, I can't really vibe to this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's songs that, like, I would never listen to or it was, like, strictly top 40. Like, nobody was trying to, like, do, like, anything cutting edge. Like, this is a new artist. This is this, this is that. And so, like, I was living off of the mixes I would record when I would go back to California for the summers and, like, watching, like, Rhapsody the Basement and shit like mm-hmm. that. Like, it's like, you know, and then that's when, like, it was like the source and vibe and double XL and all that shit. All these like, magazines. Like, yeah, and so it, much shit. And it yeah. was just, and it was just, like, <clears throat> it just reminded me of everything that, like, I was felt it like here? It was here. Well, yeah, it wasn't here. Yeah, it, it wasn't here. I mean, like, yeah, I, I was physically here, but, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I felt like I didn't really belong. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, the shit that I wore, the shit that I liked, like, I remember being a sophomore in high school and going out and buying Air Force Ones. Like, I couldn't find them in the store. Like, I had to find, like, some sketchy-ass website. Like, you know what I'm saying? East like, Bay. That's how I bought East that. Bay. Dude, I was like, of shit, yeah. Dude, so, like, I found some some website, and that was, like, my my Air Force One connect. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just remember being, like, kids being like, yo, like, where did you find those? Like, you know what I'm saying? And it was just little things like that to where I'm like, I don't belong here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nothing that... I like is here. Exactly. Other than yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh, we feel you. We other than know like, exactly like, how you yeah, feel. No. I'm like, so much because like that's like when traveling, like from riding BMX and traveling and going to other cities, yeah, and finding people who like the same shit you yeah, do, yeah, man. Like, how dope was that? Yeah, like it was like the coolest shit in the world. And even when like you found a couple of heads here, like you you really kind of got together, you mm-hmm. banded together, and it was like, oh shit, like. You like Big L? Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, like, you know who you Big, know L, who Big L, L is? Yeah, like, yeah. how fuck? do you know? Like, I remember I had a friend from uh, a friend from New York, and uh, he was like, yeah, like, he's like, I love that Big L album. And I was like, which one? And for him, for me to say which one, he was like, that's why you're my man. Like, because yeah, yeah, he was like, no. you know who Big L is? And I'm like, yeah, like, I was like get the fuck out of here. Like, what, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I will say like the only saving grace at the time was probably like Mr. Rags and Metalwood Mall. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but of course, like you know, like that kind of like died out pretty quickly or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but of course, like you, you get like your Echo and your Fubu and shit like that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, back when that was popping. But I'm like, other than that, man, that's like, what got me into the internet. Mm-hmm. Was because living here, there was like no There's cool clothes, like yeah. no yeah, place to go man. get the clothes I wanted. Yeah. So I was always like, yeah, on the internet searching for like even just like t shirts mm. and shoes. Yeah, like, yeah. Trying to get, you know. Couldn't even get a good pair of Tim's out here and shit, you know? It's fucking cold <laughs> as fuck out here. Like every, because I'm from the Bay Area too. So mm. like every, for back to school shopping, we'd either go down to like Sacramento or Fairfield or even sometimes right. like Gilroy to, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. to, the, <laughs> to the outlets down there. Cause yeah. like, my mom's like, I know you guys don't want to go shopping here because you guys aren't going to get anything here. Right, right. There's there's nothing really for us. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I mean? like, my brother got a pair of, like, the Wu wear. Like, he had, like, the oh, Wu-Tang shorts, like, and, like, a shirt. And, like, his friends were making fun of him. And I'm like, your friends are fucking stupid. Yeah, exactly. They don't know who Wu-Tang is. Because it, it was just, like, it was nothing that they really understood or they could vibe with or whatever. And that's no fault to them. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it was just, like, I think about myself at that age right and i'm like that kid would have loved to have someone like us right 
someone to be like, yo, can I just sit in the room with you guys and listen mm-hmm. to you podcast? Or can I just go sit in the room and watch you design or, you know, whatever. Right. And so, like, I think it's more important to do it here for the kids coming up that don't feel like they have to leave or they don't have to go somewhere else or you know what I'm saying? Like they can be like, no, like I have people that I look up to in my city that are doing things for my city. Cause a lot of people here that are doing stuff, but they still don't really rep Reno. Like they're from Reno. Right. And I've heard people say like, I don't want to be the Reno brand. And it's like, your customers are in Reno. Like that is a slap in the face to say, I don't want to be the right? Reno brand. So then like, fuck you, then I'm not going to buy any of your shirts. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? And also in a day and age, like it, it really doesn't matter what city you're from, especially right. with like internet and stuff but just like, like that. Rep who you are. Cause yeah, like exactly. where you from is who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why I mean, like when I was got, like got to college, like me and all my friends would go out and we're like, we're from East Sparks, bitch. Like yeah. we're not from fucking. Yeah. Like, we're not Reno. Yeah. Like we'd be yeah. like, like people knew in certain bars, like, Oh, those are the guys from East Sparks. Yeah. <laughs> They're like we about to we take like, you under we're the proud table. Of that now. Take like, your girl. Everything like, we rep Reno now, like for the <laughs> Reno's fuck brand, like yeah. shit. Like like I see that. I'm like hell yeah. Like yeah. it's about time people mm-hmm. had pride, like you said, in mm-hmm. being from Reno yeah. instead of like you know I have friends like live other places. And like oh yeah, I'm from Tahoe. Like yeah. What are you talking? Why and, are you like? And, and, and that don't was, be ashamed of where you're from. That was a big thing for me. Was I was like no matter what this brand does. You are never going to see Lake Tahoe on a shirt <laughs> talking about, like, Tahoe this time. Like, you might see it in jest, like a joke. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, our Reno is Reno-Tahoe Airport. I'm like, Tahoe's not close. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Tahoe is 45 minutes away. Like, every, mm-hmm. like you can't say Reno without saying Tahoe because people don't want to see Reno, but they like Tahoe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, no, nah, man, like. I want it's all the, a marketing scheme. Yeah, it's like I, I but, want I want this yeah. brand to be about like mm-hmm. the dirty shit, like you yeah. know what I'm saying, the shit that I saw, the grimy up. shit, like, like the city, like you know what I'm saying, like for for good or bad, you know whatever, like yeah, like the strip clubs aren't the greatest, but <laughs> I mean we all got memories, and like, you know what I'm Ex- saying, like or like Shays, like Shays is a good example, like Shays is just like been around generations of people in Reno mm-hmm. have been to Shays, like I'll talk to my friend's grandparents and they're like, oh yeah. I've been to Shays, you know, <laughs> and it's just like Shays is like the what I think is just like dive bar, but still has the Reno thing, right, you know, right. and it's the like when people come into town, they're like Shays, you know, right. and it's kind of like that, and like. For me, as I get older, I'm like, I know sometimes, like, I went to Shays, you know? But also, like, part of what makes Reno cool is that we aren't, like, some bougie. Like, Mm -hmm. Reno does have that, like, grimy side to it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, not everyone grew up in, like, the super nice suburb of some of the town or whatever they in. Or, like, grew up in, like, a super nice gentrified area of Mm -hmm. the city. Like, people grew up in, like, regular, like, blue-collar working class 100%. areas yeah and that's they have that same working class mentality yeah and and that's that's really what i want to champion and even the people that are involved the from the models to photographers to whatever like we really take it serious on who we want representing the brand at whatever time like you know what i mean like i will sit down and have a conversation with them and tell them what the brand is about and if it's not really like a good vibe or whatever it's like all right man then you can't you can't really model or photographer like or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm letting them be a part of telling the story. So they have to be of the same mind of what it is that we're trying to represent. 
you know, because I'm taking this really seriously in terms of changing that whole mindset. Like in the back of my mind, like I'm coming after Jeff Staple. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what you because, have to do. Oh, yeah. Because, and it's like, but that's that's the level that I'm trying to play on. It's like, and it's no disrespect to being a small brand or whatever, but I'm like, I'm not trying to compete with somebody at my level. I'm trying to get to them so they understand that, like, no, there is a, a lot of super talented people here and that they can do just as good as what you can do or better. Like, yeah, I didn't grow up in a 30-story project. So what, man? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, but we still have our own stories to tell and they're just the same as everybody else's. And we have really creative people here. And I think it's time to showcase that side of it. If you're not it. measuring yourself against the best, you're not going to be the best. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you right. got to look beyond what's around you mm. and look, like, aim for, aim is, you know, it's a cliche, but, like, not everyone fo- follows it. A lot of people just content to be like, oh, like, well, no one else is doing this arena. I got my little thing. I'm just going to be content with that because nah, no one man. else is doing it. They're, they're, someone mm. else is always going to come and pass you by and do better than you. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's like, and I'm I'm so competitive that I pay attention to everybody and what they're doing. And even if it's like not a threat or whatever, I'm like, oh, I like what they did. And so now, like in my head, it's a challenge. And so I'm like, I got to do better than that because it's just always trying to elevate. And I think a lot of times why stuff from Reno in the past may have been subpar is because I think the level of competition, right? So if you say, I want to be the best in Reno, well, the bar's pretty low. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But it's like, you have, like you say, you have to want to be bigger than where you are. And if you see somebody coming up, I'll show love to everybody. But I'm like... It pushes me. It pushes everyone. It, it pushes it to be like, I, I want to champion that. So when somebody sees something I'm doing, it's like, oh, shit, I got to be better than them. Because I want it to be like, if I can't be better than them, then I'm not going to get noticed. And that's because that's mm-hmm. how I think. If I'm not better than that person, then why would you look at me? Because if we all raise the bar together, mm-hmm. then that average is going to be higher 100%. than the rest. And, you know? and I always tell people in like photography the same thing. Yeah. I think hey, there's no, a lot exactly. of that going on in Reno. Like a lot of people we talk to are doing the same thing, whatever yeah. they're doing, whether it's art, whether it's music, like the hip hop scene, like that right now. Like mm-hmm. they're starting to get where like they're competing against each other. Like yeah. the, I went to the beat battle last week. Like salutes to Speakeasy Seven Seven Five. What's up? And like I was blown away by like how good something you know these yeah. and like some of them were like dudes my age that I've known a long time. Mm-hmm. But then there's like twenty two year olds. That you know just started and they're coming yeah. out there and I'm like, look how good they are are already at 22. Exactly. You know, it's taking this guy. Getting, so it's just same thing with the spoken word scene. Like there's kids who are 20 that are doing it just as good as people who are 35. Mm-hmm. Reno's trying to come up and it's everyone's got to work together to keep and keep that mentality. Yeah, yeah and I think I, I kind of joke around with. I, I feel like I, I mean because I don't know much about the hip hop scene. I do know like the hip hop scene in Reno is the best that I have ever seen. Like, you know what I mean? Because I remember, because I know you know uh, Bamboo, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I remember when I was, like, coming up and I was in high school, and he was a big proponent of, like, the hip-hop scene and all stuff like that. And this was obviously in my face where I was just kind of, like, raging against the city. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just like, fuck Reno. And, like, he was, like, really repping it. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Like, there's no good hip hop here. But I don't know if there was. I wasn't even trying to mm. open up my mind to listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Because everything I associated with Reno, I was like, I don't, 
this is not dope. You know what I'm saying? But right. it's like now that I'm listening and paying attention, I'm like, yo, these got fucking some kids, shit. like, mm. they have talent. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, as long as you say people are working together and collabing and pushing each other up, man, like, it'll be it'll be good. But I, th- I feel like a lot of times what happened is it's like kind of like a wrestling match, right? When you have, like, the vacant championship and you got the belt hanging over the ring and shit. So, like, people are fighting just to grab the belt. Like, people are fighting to be like, I'm the best instead of being like, hey, man, like, let's I'm good, you're together. good. Like, mm-hmm. let's do this all together. Mm-hmm. And so we can be a united front and just show people, like, yeah, like, we can do this. We're 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 talented. We're capable. Yeah, you know? And Reno's coming back to that. I feel like yeah. it's like the second generation. Yeah. Because like people like Rob and like people that's doing stuff in the green room back in the day, yeah. like mm-hmm. they started they what they did, like a lot of those people that went to those things, mm-hmm. now they're starting stuff like that. And yeah. then there's a whole nother generation of kids mm-hmm. right. who grew up with that kind of stuff going. Like I was talking to Rory. And he started like the open mics. Way, I forget way back in the day at like Pneumatic or not Pneumatic, uh, Java Jungle, in like 2001. And I was like, bro, they're still going. Like I I know someone right now who used to go to that in high school, and now they've started their own open mic, and now it's spread to like UNR. There's like three different ones, and he started it from going to that. You know the thing you started. Yeah. He's like, that's crazy. You know, I, you know, he's like moved away and come back, and I'm like, you never know the effect you're gonna have. But if you right. go out there and do your st- do your thing, and other people are involved, you don't like, you don't know what they're gonna spread and do. You don't know who's watching. Mm-hmm. You know what exactly. I'm saying? And like, you could motivate somebody just somebody seeing you do something, and then they get inspired, and it's like, all right, cool. Like, I want to do until that until you too. see someone do it. It's kind yeah. of impossible, but once you see someone. Doing the thing that you you think is cool, like oh maybe I could do that too, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But until you see someone like you mm-hmm. from the some same place as you, that's similar to you doing it. Sometimes it's it's harder to visualize. One hundred percent, and I think that's why places like New York and LA and SF are so successful because you have people constantly coming up and saying like, you know, what Eddie Cruz did, or seeing what Huff did, or seeing what you know mm-hmm. whatever, seeing what any of these guys did, and it's like, oh okay, like they kind of laid the blueprint. And so, like, I'm just kind of following that, and I'm going to elevate it from there to where, like, I think Reno was, you know, with, back to what you guys are talking about, is, like, now you're seeing the people kind of investing their creativity back into it, and now a younger generation is coming along with it as well. And it's, like, 10 years from now, it's only going to be better, as long as everybody keeps striving to be good, you know what I'm saying, or, or be better than what they are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also in those big cities, there's a lot of that competition, yeah. But there's that competition with that community as well. Right. So, like, and I'm happy Reno is, like, coming back to that aspect. Yeah. Because a lot of everyone, like, that I talk to now is, like, trying to elevate each other. Yeah. Instead of, like, that analogy with wrestling in the belt. Yeah, exactly. And, like, they just want to get that belt. Who gives a fuck who's or next crabs to in me? A, crabs in a bucket. Yeah. yeah. And then now Reno is finally at that stage again because, like, back in the green room days. But, mm-hmm. like, um, and anything in design, photography and everything is just, like, if we all lift ourselves up, we're all going to do good. It's kind of like the tide rising boat analogy thing that everyone likes to say. Yeah. So with your brand, what are you like what are your design inspirations? What inspires the design aspect of it? So, a lot of it is what I experienced growing up or the things that I like to do or the places that I like to go. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm like the shirt that I'm wearing now like this is the old Peppermill sign. The classic one, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the one that was like colorful and tacky. I mean, anyone who sees that, like that shirt is going to think of the knows, Peppermill. Yeah. Right. Reno. If, if, yeah. if you're, you're from Reno. If you're from our 
age mm. group and you were around because you know what I mean? Like, but I'm like, that was the spot. Like, that was our after party. We couldn't do yeah. shit. So we would always go to the, you know what I'm saying? The, the like, arcade the, and the Century Theater was right there. Too. Yeah. Like that was mm. where, uh, that my my one of my favorite movies to this day is Dust Till Dawn, and I watched that mm. in that theater, um, and I watched it when I was like probably like ten years old. Uh, From Dust Till Dawn at ten years old. Yeah, man. Like but I remember how, how'd Summer High make you feel at ten years old? To be honest, I don't even remember. Ah. Like <laughs> I I don't remember. I think I was more freaked out about her like changing into a monster. Into a monster. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, understandable. But, but, like, but like I remember like I think I was like trying to go watch like Street Fighter or some stupid shit like the trash one with Van Damme. You yeah, know what I mean, I mean yeah, those yeah, were hot. Those were hot at the time. Yeah, yeah. but I, I remember. And so was like, Van Damme on those crazy ass stories <laughs> on that fucking shit. No, I re- I remember the girl selling the ticket. She was probably like sixteen or some shit like that. And, like, we were late for the movie. And she's like, well, do you guys want to watch this movie? And I was like, sure, whatever, right? And it just kind of, like, from that point. So I'm like, I even have memories in, you know, those things. So it's like, I'm coming from a generation that got to see a lot of the older Reno and the newer Reno. And so I think a lot of the design inspiration is about that. You know, it's, it's about those things that were kind of, like, forgotten about or being wiped away or, like, some of the city council may like want to shoo away, like, you know what I mean? And be <laughs> right, like, right. no, 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 like that's not Reno. And it's like, it is like, you can have both. Like you can have the grimy side and you can have, you know, what mm-hmm. you perceive to be, you know, the posh side or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important to tell both those stories because so many of us experience those things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, that's what I keep talking about the Lake Tahoe thing, but it's like, yeah, I went to Tahoe every now and then, but I spent most of my time downtown. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, that's where my memories, that's where my good, bad memories, you know, whatever come from. And so a lot of the design inspiration comes from that. It's just telling that story of what I experienced growing up. And just Reno in general. 100%. -hmm. Like every design will have something to do with Reno, you know? And even if it's a logo shirt, the name itself means Reno. You know, but I don't want it to get to a point where I'm just throwing random things on a shirt and it has nothing to do with the city. Um, I think even if I got to take my time with it, every design will have some nod to something that I experienced or somebody can relate to, you know, because uh, that's a big thing with anything art wise. If there's no relatability, it's pretty hard to sell it. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like nobody can really vibe to it or connect to it. So it's about making something that everybody kind of can connect to if you're from here and familiar with it. Yeah. That's, I like it. I'm digging it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if you got to put Reno, in the, like the, the Reno nickname as your name, you got to rep the city. Super exactly. Hard. Yeah. Have the culture at heart. Yeah. So, uh, so, so I'm like everybody mm-hmm. that is involved visually is either from here or doing something, you know, to kind of like, rep the city so to speak you know i i can't stress that enough that it has to be about changing that reno perception you know and if we're not doing that i really don't see a point of just making shirts like I just because yeah yeah like just because you're hot or whatever you right know? like mm-hmm. to me it's and and that's what I, I think has kept me going with this is just i'm so connected to it on a level that's beyond just making t-shirts like this is literally like my childhood and shit like you know what i'm saying like not to sound like corny but it's like it's literally shit that i went through growing up and it's like i like wearing the shirts i like looking at them i like seeing them because i'm like oh yeah like i can connect to that you know 
in, in a positive way. And it's not a joke. I'm not making fun of it. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, like a lot of this shit shaped me, you know, like I put it on my website. Everybody that I love to this day, that's not blood is from here. Like, you know what I'm saying? I met them here. Like I met my fiance here. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's so many good things about the city that don't often get talked about. And well, fuck, let's put them on shirts, man. And see if uh, anybody else feels the way that we do. Awesome. So holler at them. Yeah. Neonbabylon.com. Yeah. So um, what like street brands, what like other, you know, what inspires you like street brand wise? Um, to be honest, I get a lot of inspiration uh, mainly from like newer brands, so mm-hmm. to speak, because I think a lot of the older brands that were an inspiration at the time, because I remember like when I was first starting like my design career, so to speak, like. I was looking at brands like Mighty Healthy and, and Mishka and like mm-hmm. brands like King Stampede, um, you know, even Staple to a degree. You know what I mean? Like there was those where I'm just like, these designs are like the graphics are blowing my fucking mind. And I was just like, how do they think of this shit? Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And especially like the brands you're talking about, they've already worked with huge brands like Nike and Adidas right. and stuff like that. So they have that crazy design aspect, Yeah, you know? But I mean, like I, I think at, at, Right now, I feel like uh, I don't know if you're familiar um, with the, he's a guy from Chicago named Joe Fresh Goods. Uh, like I see what he's doing and the way that his city is getting behind him and everything that he is doing for it. And I'm like, bro, like that is like to me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like you know he's a black designer, and for me, that's really important because. You know, like I when I moved to Vegas, I actually opened up a store with a a really good friend of mine, like like one of my best friends. And uh, we had a store out there for two years. Right. And so, like, we would go to Magic, we go to the trade shows and all that shit like that. And, um, you know, one thing that always stood out is I never saw any black designers. You know, like I saw like black models and shit. Mm -hmm. Like it's like you want to make the brand cool, put a black guy in it. Like, you know, what I'm saying. But the people that were really making money off of it, I didn't see anybody that looked like me. And there was no disrespect because I, I love I love their shit, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm like, I look at like somebody like Joe Freshkas, man, and I'm like, is a black dude from Chicago, and he is like taking over the industry, man. Like, it, it's such a, a beautiful thing to see, and you know, like that's kind of like what I'm looking at in terms of the person behind the brand, because a graphic is a graphic, man, and, and if you're around for a long time, like. I don't necessarily get inspired by a lot of brands now because you see so much of the same shit. And it's reiterated, regurgitated. And and especially since, um, you know, you have, we're in like the internet age and you can see so much and you're like, oh, like this is just a derivative of that and this and that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, so true. And and so it's like, oh, okay, well, no, this isn't inspiring. Like, it's just kind of like, all right, cool. I see what you're doing and I'm glad Mm. everybody's kind of like doing their thing. But I think for me now, I'm looking at the person behind it, and that is my main inspiration. It's like, how do I, you know, achieve that kind of aura, so to speak, you know? And I think even at this age, man, it's like I often felt like I was too old or, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it's it's, it's, it's a young man's game, you know what I'm saying? De- like, definitely. Right. Some, some, of, some of, like, the like the dopest kids doing things, man, it's like they're, you know, they're – 21 18 19 like you know what i'm saying it's like they're young and it's like you have that young vibrance to it you know what i mean and so i'm like 
Oh, well, fuck. All, all I got is my story. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, it's hard to get inspired because if you start getting too inspired, you start looking like them, you know? Right. And so it's really what I, I look at, like, old newspaper clippings, man. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I look at stuff like that and... You know, it's I, I don't know if that's really a good answer, but I don't I don't think there's any brands currently that I'm looking at and I'm like, oh, OK. I mean, of course, you have like the hundreds and you have like, you know, these people that are just been doing things forever. And it's amazing. Um, but I'm I'm more inspired by the characters of the brand instead of like the graphics of a brand. Well, that's how you're going to come up with your own style. Yeah. 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 Then people will be emulating you. Hopefully. <laughs> fresh setting. And yeah. I, and fresh I, setting. We always have fresh setting. So it's got to be the first. Yeah. All day. And Nothing it, but the best on over the mix. And, it, <laughs> and it's good because like you said, because like you could tell trends in fashion. Yeah. That copy paste shit, you mm-hmm. know, like something gets hot, like Virgil and the off-white stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like a lot of people are doing the same thing now. Yeah. You know? I don't like that either. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, for me to put like, oh, it says lace on a shoe. Cool. On, on your laces? Tight. It says shoe on your shoe. Like... All right, cool. You know, Enough but of like, the irony. But it sells for so I much be, money. Son? Yeah, no, one hundred percent. It's like I, I, I kind of feel like with Virgil in particular, right? Um, I feel like some of this shit is pretty lazy. I, I will no, say that. No, very true. I you see know, that. I, I will. I feel like some of this shit is lazy, but. You know, like some of his shit's really good. Exactly. And like right? the stuff that you don't see that's on the high B shit. And, and again, for mm-hmm. me, it's more about like what this person, character, whatever it is, what it represents. You know what I'm saying? Like I look at whether he's associated with Kanye West or not. And of course, it has a huge deal. A little bit. To what, you know same, what I'm saying? Same school you know of design. I mean? and like it's blah, blah, it's, blah, it's yeah. like. That that was his entry into the door, but I feel like everything else beyond that, it's like, all right, like this is me, you know, and it's like, whatever. Whether he's stealing mm. designs, you know, there's there's mm. a lot of debate on what he's doing, Very you know true. what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, I, I'm looking at what that figure represents, and, and you're mm-hmm. looking at uh, a straight black man who's the head designer for Louis Vuitton, and first one ever, you know what I mean? You know, for men's was it like men's? Louis Vuitton designer, first person of color to ever do right. that. And like his, like, you know, Kanye West definitely helped with that because right. they both, what, Internet Fendi? Was that? Yeah. Was that, yeah, was yeah. that the, the, yeah. the same yeah. launching point? Yeah. Internet Fendi. And then, like, and then with Nike backing him too, because Nike likes to get people who are unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. all the time. It keeps and, them fresh. I mean, and then, and it, you know, yeah. and it's it keeps smart them fresh. for them. It's yeah. smart yeah. for them to do. And it's like that. Um, they don't make they don't make a lot of money off that shit, but mm, it keeps the name busted. Yeah, like, you know but what like, I mean. But Nike is super good at that too, about keeping those like unknown people the ear to the street. And then yeah. ten years later, next thing you know, because Virgil was designing for Nike, like probably like ten years ago, mm-hmm. and like a bunch of other people that are like all over the thing, all over the industry. Nike has like no name stuff but like for virgil especially when you were saying to see a person of color Mm -hmm. doing all this stuff you know because like i have a i have a daughter and i'm thinking about you know like a a girl superhero you know and to see a a girl superhero that's like you know a person of color too is very important right because it gives our people that inspiration that representation is what matters exactly because if if they can do it i can do it right exactly Mm -hmm. and and i think that's uh a big 
piece of the puzzle for Neon Babylon as well is to have a brand that's cool. I think it's cool. Uh, you know, I have, it is cool. To, thank you. <laughs> to, have, to have to have a brand that's cool and to be a black man mm-hmm. to to do it and to run it. You know, and it's like now I'm looking at my son. Like you know what I'm saying to where it's like, yeah, like he can see that and he can be around it and he can you know like. He may not ever want to touch a T-shirt, but whatever. Like, the inspiration like, my, is still there. My, my dad, Your example my, set. Exactly. You know, and it's like I feel like a lot of what keeps a lot of us away from certain things is they don't see people that look like them. You know what I'm saying? When I go out to different spots around the city, like, I love it. Like, we like going out. We, you know, hit Midtown, down, you know, whatever. Like, we go all these spots. But I'm like, the thing that's missing is a lot of us. Like, I don't see a lot of us in a lot of places, you know? No. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, because I have, I have no problem with anybody. You know what I mean? But then I look around, I'm like, where the fuck is everybody at, man? Exactly. Like, what, like... You know what I'm saying? Like, I shouldn't have to go over into certain areas just to see, you know what I mean? And I just, I, I want to kind of open up that path of being like, yo, like, come mingle, come be a part of what's going on. Because I feel like so often, man, like, for whatever reason, you don't feel welcome or you feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really vibe because it's not none of us in there. And it's like, man, like, it's never going to change if we don't start incorporating ourselves into these mm. spaces in a in a positive way or doing something groundbreaking. And then it's like, yeah, man, like there's a lot of us out here that are that are doing some things. No, especially like some friends are like, oh, you're going, you're like, oh, you're going to Midtown, and I was like, yeah, and they're like, oh, with all those white people, and I was like, no, there's there's a couple of us out there. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but come, right? You know, right. like that's the thing, and like, yeah, it's like. For me, I think the biggest thing is don't fucking get left behind, man. And I think that happens so often is people just get afraid. I mean, for with good reason. We're not going to make this into a history yeah, it's podcast. Not, it's like, like, but, like, like you they know have reason saying? to hesitate. 100%. And be uncomfortable. Man. It's like, but you got to get over it sometimes. I, I even feel uncomfortable still in these places, man. Right. Because yeah, I'm, like, yeah, I'm like, not, not only am I black, I'm a big black dude. <laughs> And I dress the way I dress. I'm not yeah. afraid of who I am. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like you walk into these spaces and it's like it's you like you you feel like you feel the side eyes or whatever. And you it's just like, see you notice everyone noticing you. Exactly. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. And it's like all right, man, it is what it is, man. I'm just here to trying to get my craft beer like you, dog. Like yeah, I don't exactly. you know, I don't I'm just here with my lady. We just but like the more time. the more of us go out, then like it just becomes normal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's like it's too bad JT doesn't listen to the podcast. I feel like he'd be really hyped about this conversation. Yeah, he probably would. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I feel like even like the shit that's happening in the Midtown, man. Like we when we used to visit, visit, we used to visit when we lived in Vegas. Like we would drive through uh, like Midtown, like before like the St. Lawrence shit happened, and before they were like we're tearing down the adult bookstore and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And like you could like you could kind of like sense what was happening. And I was like, yo, I swear to God, I wish we were more connected because I would love to be involved. Because you could, like, if you knew, you knew shit was coming. Mm-hmm. You knew it was about to change. And, you know, I, I look at that and it's like, I remember, like, because I, I think, you know, Chris, right? Like, which Chris? Katona? Katona? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how to say his name properly. He's been but, here on the show yeah, numerous okay. times. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like an unofficial producer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, Salute uh, to you, Chris. And so, like, I remember when. 
you know, him and his little brother, like they had that spot in Midtown. The tastemakers. Yeah, tastemakers. Yeah. Like yeah. my my first brand was actually in their store as well. Oh shit. Yeah. So like I have a lot of history with those two. Like like good dudes and shit. And I'm thinking like what if they were still around in right. Midtown? And they now? were here first. They were just yeah, they like, were too early. They yes, were ahead of their time. Like, like, yeah. They were they were in Midtown when like Midtown wasn't Midtown. Like yeah, that yeah. was just that was just a part of like the spot between downtown and Peppermill. Like you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like that's all it exactly. was. Like nobody really wanted to go there. No, like it was like it was dirty. Like you know what I'm saying? Like unless you went to the Wild Orchid or like or Recycle Shays. Records or you know what or I'm Shays, saying? Like yeah. stuff like that, man. Like you didn't really stop in that little spot yeah. there. You know what I mean? It even wasn't when a destination. we first started hanging out at Public House, there'd be cops. Remember, there'd be cops over all there day. all the time all over the time. in the alley yeah. over there and everything. I mean, I can't even remember the last time I saw cops. Now uh, that was yeah, that like, was actually not too long ago. Because of shades, what are you gonna do? But like, you know, like when I first moved down here, it there it wasn't as nice as it is. Right, right. And now it's it's no and and like with public house, like I was living in Midtown before public house was even open. Above shades, above shades, and like where they're at was like an old dentist place and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, even on the corner, it was that old Latin spot. I forget what he was even called, but, uh, right there on the corner where like dreamers was yeah, and like on St. Lawrence. And Virginia. On St. Yeah. And it was just like that. And a bunch of like, you know, like, you know, Brown people, how we get, you know, sometimes cheaty, cheaty, bang, bang out in the streets. <laughs> but like, yeah. And like, that was pretty much it. And right. now it's like holding right. and transformed and stuff. And I like, I like when, like, you know, Sean and our friends come down there because they know it's, you know, people of color and we always wear white tees all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like it, it, it don't matter, you know? Yeah. And we're just going to be ourselves and, you know, we enjoy it like a great craft beer. Right. You right. know? Like, we like the same shit everybody likes, man. We like shit that we tastes just, good. We just look different than like, you and that's not that's not a bad we thing. We don't just sit around, like, loading guns and watching minutes <laughs> of fucking to society, and bro. And selling like, drugs. I'm like, yeah. dog, like, we do normal shit too, yeah, man. exactly. Like, bro, like, I pay a lot of money in rent. I'm a, a regular citizen of the city. Yeah. You know, like, yes, I just have an expensive sneaker collection. And, exactly. I, and like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you just, got, you just got better taste in certain things. Yeah, exactly. Man, but it's like I like the same shit y'all like, and mm-hmm. I honestly feel like the less we incorporate ourselves in a lot of this stuff, man, it's just going to be even more difficult when 10 to 15 years when like the master plan kicks in and it's like, <laughs> then it's like, it's going to be so used to not saying it. It's like, well, now you're not welcome here. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah, man, like get in there now be known. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like we like normal shit too. But like the the point I, I'm, I'm making about, you know, Chris and Miko is I look at stuff like that, man, and I'm like, I see what's happening now, and I'm all for small business, man. Like, I love it. But again, I'm seeing a little lack of representation. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, like, no, we got to get in here and assert ourselves and, you know, have some type of economic power, uh, offer something, sell something, do something, man, like, don't always be just a consumer, man. Like, get in there and get involved with, you know, things that are going on. And if we got to be the champions for it, then so be it, man. But, like, if I don't have any plans to leave Reno, right, and I would love to see certain parts of Reno, you know, be a little bit more diverse and, like, let's work on that. You know what I mean? Like, let's get involved and, and show everyone else, like, yeah, come come on. Like, if you got to open a store, like, downtown midtown whatever you got to do man like just show that you know 
we're a part of this community too. Because I'm like, even when I was a kid, I, I didn't see a lot of it. Right. You know, yeah. and so I think pretty much like, none. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like no, like we're we're making a stance now. You know. Well, Anthony, yeah. thank you for coming on. Like, yes, it's been great so far. Thank you. I Just dropping knowledge it. on the people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like giving them what they need to know. He knows the culture, and it's something to. Uh, push so just because we're different uh for our listeners tell them where they can find your uh your clothing uh so on uh instagram you can go to neon babylon dot rno um and then for the website it's www that's some old ass shit to say like we all know it's a www anyways <laughs> you can go to neon dash babylon.com if you All just right. type neonbabylon.com, it's going to take you to like a web, like a Vegas if you, website. If you Google Neon Babylon, the website comes up first. The right, R&R is like third or fourth now. <laughs> All right, that's, <laughs> that's good. That's how you know he's making moves. That's moves. good. <laughs> so, yeah, like it, it's IG and, uh, and the website. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll take our first break. Caesar, you got a song for the people this week? Yeah, like I just can't stop listening to that uh, Apollo Brown album, Sincerely Detroit. And uh, this one's All Day. With, you know, Paula Brown and Slum Village, which is, you know, Detroit's staple. Right. Mm -hmm. So listen and enjoy it, then we'll probably blabber about hip-hop in a second. Wasn't in our lineage, never idiots. We just city kids where the village is. Trying to benefit, fuck daughters and sentiments from them tenements where they ill again and they sin again. Why, yeah, wearing the same summer shoes. Kids in front of you, your eye to and blow in your living room. Some place a planet to mine was small. Turn of you the way I fumbled through and made you and came out original. The hood of pulling you, feeling just like a Rubik's Cube. They spin and move you, it's similar to a hula hoop. I planted roots in these haters, they catch the stomach flu. If the devil himself can stop us, then who the fuck is you? Helicopters on our blockers, it's like the daily news. Then we shake them like maracas because we had to move. These times pitiful, I stayed out the tentacles. Of the system that be insisting niggas is criminal. They'll flip you and twist you, get you up off your pivotal. Then they hit you and tend to lynch you and turn it physical. Incidents is intentional. No drama be like critical From that same system They never get us They live it though Ah hey, yo, we came a long way It's the villa The illest all day All day, yeah hey, yo, we came a long way It's the villa The villa Yeah, uh hey, yo, we came a long way It's the villa The illest all day Hey, yo, we came a long way It's the villa The illest all day All day, all day Hard keeping calm when they send them right at your head. Uh, Detroit players, by any means, it is red. 
If you can't see it, need to get a higher res. It's gang or you're nothing. These shots ready for busting. A hundred thousand reasons you don't want to be the honey. Niggas keep the business and keep it out of the public. Can't compartmentalize who in my discussion. Main banking, I made good and they loved it. Shout out to the baddies that I scooped at the Coney on them. Back when I used to mess with Keisha, same time when I caught my first rollie on them. But years later when Jada got stony on them. Uh, yeah, we was copping robots. We was going ape shit. We was cooking up all this work in Dilla basement. Never play, follow the leader. We still the apex. Filling up your take deck, win more and say less. Yes. It's the villa, the, the, the illest all day, all day, hey. Hey, yo, we came a long way. It's the villa, uh, uh, the villa all day, yeah. Hey, hey, yo, we came a long way. It's the villa, uh, uh, the illest all day, all day, all day. Hey, yo, we came a long way. It's the villa, uh, uh, the villa, uh, yeah. All right, welcome back. That was All Day by Apollo Brown featuring Slum Village. Again, off that new Apollo Brown album, Sincerely Detroit. Check it out if you haven't. We're playing mm. some on the radio next or this week. So, Oh, we, the album is just so good. Obviously, like if you come from Detroit, you're obviously going to get influenced by Jay Dillon. And Apollo Brown did a lot of soulful stuff, jazz stuff incorporated. And like this whole album is about There's so many good Detroit, Mi- like Michigan in general. And it has like young kids, old, like it has like L's Eye, which everyone's heard about, you know, like Clear Soul Forces, which we like because there's like young kids talking about video game shit all the fucking time, you know? And, but it's just all about Michigan and Detroit specifically. And album is fucking fantastic. Tip to tail. It's been on repeat all the time. Yeah, all this week for me too. Make sure you uh, give it a listen and check it out. But I'm moving along. We have our petty move of the week. And this shit, Caesar, this is funny. I, I did, hadn't heard about this. I just yeah. looked it up. Holy shit. And it's real. So tell them our petty move of the week this week. We haven't had one All in a right. while. This guy paid $4,000 to get a statue of a middle finger. And he, he put the middle finger up towards his local government. And it's just the middle finger to the man. Yeah, apparently this guy out in Vermont... Uh, tried to get like a new garage built on his property and the city didn't approve it, blah, 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 whatever. So instead he built a, how, how tall is it? Five meters. So like 15, 15 foot hand ish. that's flipping him off. Then he like put it up on a stand. So it stands like 20 something feet up in the air and it's flipping off the city, like the city, uh, what is it called? The, uh, the government body or whatever. The, the main, yeah, like the... City hall, probably. City hall, yeah, building. And uh, he even has it lit with floodlights, so it's visible oh, 24 hours Christ. a day. Fuck to the, the man. Whole, to the whole city. Fuck the it's man. A, it's like a small town of like 4,000 people. <laughs> Which is tight. <laughs> so like, salutes to that guy. Salutes to you, because it's also like... That is petty as fuck. Yeah. but it's love tight, it. But it's tight as fuck. Salutes. Especially... That is the petty move of the week. With all the shit going down in the world... Like shit in Chile, shit in, shit in Hong Kong, you know, like and the grand screaming thing. Yeah. Is, you know, whatever your garage didn't get approved, you mm-hmm. probably could have gotten around that. I know someone who yeah. has. I'm not gonna snitch you out. Your secret safe with me. <laughs> Good shot. But ah, uh, you know, if you if you're gonna go out, you know, go hard. And yeah. this guy, it's gold. The hand's golden. 
So it shines too. Look at them on the internet. It's, fucking, I, I it's up, fucking tight. I looked it up. Uh-huh. And like they have a picture from far away, and it's uh-huh. just a fucking giant ass middle finger. Four thousand bucks, well worth it. Oh yeah, that's a, that seems like not even that much money. It's for probably just like a month's salary. The satisfaction or like that. he yeah. gets every day, and floodlights too, like so they can see it at in, night. If, that, if you did that, how could you be in a bad mood? Every time I pulled in my driveway, I'd giggle like a little girl. <laughs> And do the hands like Mr. Burns. Ah, yes. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Salute to you, my friend. Yeah. Man, money well spent. Very well spent. Uh, No movie of the week this week, so we're going to go straight to world news. (laughs) (laughs) We're low budget. We got a lot of (laughs) shit all over the world going on this week. So much fucking shit. So out in Italy, they had... The worst flooding ever in Venice. Mm-hmm. And it ironically happened the day after the Italian government <laughs> voted against climate change regulations. Exactly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, parts of the city are uh, like we're like six feet underwater. Yeah. And it's so bad that it's like some famous like St. Mark's Basilica and some other places that the foundations and stuff are getting ruined. So they're worried about the structural integrity of some of the most famous, famous artwork in, you know, the Renaissance world. Wor- yeah, the world. Artwork in the world. Is uh, in danger of being destroyed from the rising water. And climate change is fake. No, it's just it's just a conspiracy from scientists to get money to mm. do more research on climate it, change on things. Yeah, yeah, they just want to ruin the economy. It's fucking assholes. <laughs> Luckily, all the oil companies found out about this plot and warned us. Yeah, and are not into it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know they're looking out for humanity <laughs> and the local people. <laughs> Uh, your boy Trumpito was in a little trouble this week. Why call my boy? He's not my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. He's not your boy. No, if I saw him, it's going to be a lot of gunfire. So the House began its uh, impeachment inquiry. I did not watch any of it because, as Jesus said, it's bar- boring as fuck. But Exactly. But like all this inquiry, I already know he's fucking doing wrong ass <laughs> shit. Like, why even have a thing? Like, just ask me. They're like, Meryl, when are you going to start paying attention? He's like, you know, like, call me when he's like packing up his box. <laughs> <laughs> he's about to leave the Oval Office with his box. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then I saw the funniest tweet ever. Monica Lewinsky tweeted, like, if uh, if it's what it take, I'll do it. I'll go ahead and give him a blowjob because that's the only way that Republicans will possibly think about impeachment. Oh, Dude, and that's how wild the shit is. That's how, like, one of the things, like, America is still very prude compared to all the other, you know, nations and stuff like that, that it takes a blowjob for a fucking impeachment. Yeah, Bill Clinton got a blowjob and lied about it. This motherfucker is selling shit to other countries. Grabbing choches. Straight, just like... Lying about stuff is getting like caught totally for con- lying too. Totally controlling by being controlled by Russia, mm-hmm. and they're like eh, talking to other governments. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Like what the fuck? Open your fucking eyes! Like this is fucking retarded. Yeah. Uh, not retarded, but dumb. And then uh, his boy Roger Stone was found guilty of lying on eight different things. Mm-hmm. So I, I've lost track, but like, I mean, at what point do you have to be like all the people you hired to work for you? Are, are going in jail now. for lying, and then they all admit they're lying and say that you are lying, and you're still like, no, fuck all of them. Like at one point, you're like, hey man, either you hi- like are the worst possible <laughs> boss in hiring people, or you're also guilty. He probably just either had, way, it's fuck. He has something on a lot of people, and that's like that's probably what's fucking piss tapes, bro. That's something. Russia has something on him. Mm-hmm. Piss tapes. And I just get so mad because like. Me being a traveler of the earth, 
when I go to other countries, that's the first question they ask. How do you feel about your president? <laughs> first of all, <laughs> not my president. Yeah, and that's what I say. I'm like, f- like, I'm like, fuck that, dude. And then they're like, all right, you're cool. And then we can start talking. Like, how crazy. That, that's never happened to me before, ever. And I go all over the place. Yeah, because everyone loved Obama, bro. Obama, fucking Bill was tight. But yeah, no. All right. And then here's, I know, something you've been following. All over South America, shit is popping off. Dude, South America and like Chile, Chile, the um, they're going to redo the Constitution is, now and so, like do all kinds of fucking shit. Like this is what we need to do. In America. Mm-hmm. Use your civil fucking rights to fucking make a change. So in Bolivia, the president was outed in a right-wing coup this week, even though they're not calling it that. They're, <laughs> they're denying that, of course. Yeah, they're going to But then when gonna they took over, down. they literally were like yelling like, that telling like Indians aren't like native indigenous people aren't allowed and they need to run away because they're coming after them. That's what they said when they took office. Like, you know, like <laughs> they're like announcing victory. Yeah. That's what the, pre- <laughs> that's what she said uh, as she took power. That sounds like, familiar as well. Like, God damn. Mm-hmm. Like not even going to wait a second. To celebrate. Yeah. Just stunting on people right away. But Chile, Chile was going hard body. People were getting shot. Over killed. 20 people were killed mm-hmm. in Chile. And because of all that, the Chilean Congress agreed this uh, just yesterday mm-hmm. to a hundred percent democratic constitution to change and everything to basically restart their entire country yeah. the way it's run mm-hmm. after people took to the streets. And, and that's what we have. Know what's up. And that's what we have to do here. And like the shit I've been talking about with like Hong Kong and stuff, they don't give a fuck unless they start messing with their money. Well, the cool thing was is that people in Chile and in Peru and in. Uh, Bolivia all used tactics that the people in Hong Kong used. They also used a lot of the stuff that the people from the Arab Spring 10 years ago mm-hmm. in Tunisia and Egypt used, like the same types of tactics. And it's working. Like in Peru, like the president there, they elected this super like moderate or modern president. She's trying to end corruption and like she's been threatened and everything. And people took to the streets to support her. Because the things she was trying to do weren't getting passed, weren't getting mm-hmm. protected, and people took to the streets to support her to end the corruption. That's what we got to do here. And so, not all these are good. Some of them, in Venezuela, there were pro- the protests were called for this week against their leader. Dude, in Venezuela, is all kinds of fucked up because they have the most gas on reserve. They have a lot of natural well, resources and stuff. So, like our stuff, they don't want to. Long story like, short, all this stuff is happening because the CIA just fucking destroyed. South South America yeah. in the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. and we've just been using them for the last 50 years. So Exactly. You know, once again, the U.S. just going in there manipulating shit, trying to steal their wealth from the brown people. They have weapons here. of mass destruction. Air yeah. quotes, air quotes, air quotes. They already got know? freedom, though, so at least hopefully we won't be giving them any freedom by invading any of these countries <laughs> yeah. anytime soon. Although, they, you know, Trumpito, you know, they wanted to invade Venezuela for a while. No, because they have the most oil. They got all that oil. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Did you cook it? <laughs> and, hey, hey, and I wonder why they're, you know, they have those battleships in Iran. I mean, you Dave know? Chappelle was calling this shit out in like 2004. Mm-hmm. We, uh, anyone who watched the show already knows what this is about. Yeah, or listen to hip hop. Because <laughs> they've been saying that since like 84. <laughs> all day. You know, listen, you to an, listen to any Public Enemy album. <laughs> speaking, you, know, you know what politics is. Speaking of hip hop, I saw this too. This church. I forgot where it was, but they accidentally... It's like Siri something. Like, it's some weird church. They accidentally printed the lyrics to Tupac's Hail Mary oh, at a church service instead of 
the Hail Mary prayer. Yeah. And like they did it all like for all their churches. And it's like for December, obviously they re re uh, printing stuff out, you know, because it obviously gets used up and wrinkled and so on and so forth. But yeah. So people were, Come you know, with me, Hail Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's fucking beautiful. Tupac is a poet, so you know he belongs. I mean, in, I'm not mad about he it. He belongs in a church. The culture anyways. took over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they should just keep him. Yeah, just as much knowledge will be gained. Oh, maybe even more. <laughs> maybe even more because he'll probably say, you know, he, he came from uh, Africa and he should be a man of color. Who? Jesus. Jesus, right? Jesus is black, bro. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Aaron Magruder and the Boondocks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you um, see the episode when he does the Christmas play and he makes him black mm-hmm. and everyone gets all mad at him? Yeah, why? Like, why? Like, Jesus why? Didn't why have give blue it? Eyes. Yeah, he it wasn't blonde hair, blue eyes. It was like, the Middle East. Exactly. There was no pa- science. It's not pasty people from the middle. Anyways, we, we, we digress. We digress all the time. In sports news, a judge ruled in favor of the U.S. women's soccer team in their lawsuit. For equal pay. So and they haven't won equal yeah. pay, but this is like the first step. And that's good because obviously they play better than the guys anyways. Yeah, they're, so, out there, you know. they're out there repping the squad way better than the Harder, guys are. you know, and way better. And I'm like, like the guys are just whack. And like the, the U.S. Soccer Federation, their argument was like they have the option to make more money if they play more games. And Megan Rapino was like. The judge didn't buy your bullshit story. Yeah. Of course, she went stunting uh-huh. on social media after they won. Like she said, salutes to her because she's been out there in the forefront. Also, mm-hmm. this week, she said she was inspired by Colin Kaepernick to start her protests. Ooh. So that's what inspired her to to take a stand against certain things. How did Cap do on his They rescheduled training? it because they wanted more people there because they knew it was a fucking publicity stunt in the uh-huh. NFL. Uh-huh. So they got canceled. They're going to do it when more people can attend. Okay. All but right. still, fuck the NFL. Because that's what I thought, too. That's why I wasn't even worried about it. And I was just like, what, he has to go to boot camp again? Because they didn't tell you until Tuesday. So no one could, you know, in teams, most teams mm. are traveling today because yeah. obviously they have games tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like, we need more notice if this is going to be taken seriously. I'll believe it when a team signs him. That's all I got to <sighs> say. NFL and some wild ass shit. Yeah. We haven't had this week in racism in a while, but <laughs> we're going to take this out. So... I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm not going to speak for Caesar to be racist because I saw this <laughs> and I was like, I, I "This, got, I got your back." Though, this you know? is the most white people shit ever. They have white people are signing baby prenups. What have you the guys, fuck? What have you guys heard about this? What, what does that even mean? Uh, so yeah, it's a con- it. it's when you get pregnant. Uh-huh. It's a contract you sign that outlines. Each person's duties with the baby, like what they're going to have to do, like who's going to be responsible for changing diapers and waking up at night to deal. Exactly right. I don't have a kid, but this sounds like some bullshit to me. Yeah, like it's 50-50. I'm like, what happens if they break it? Does the what? Like what? And then, yeah, they're like, yeah, then there's consequences for not doing things. And then people are like going through and signing these. What the fuck is going on? I swear to God, when you have played offense your whole life, the shit that you think of, (laughs) who the fuck thought a baby prenup? That is, I don't really like to throw that term white privilege out, but fam, that is, that's fucking privilege. Like, like there's so much other shit to worry about. And I've stayed quiet this whole time, but this is ridiculous, man. Like a fucking baby prenup. Like, come Uh, on, man. We were supposed to talk about it last week and we forgot. No, it just, it, but but also coming, you know, from like Latino background where like the husbands didn't do a lot back in the day, you know, they just like, 
made the money didn't change diapers or anything like that you know Mm -hmm. and the wife stayed home and like to me that's fucking wild ass shit because like we live in an age now where like even even the wife has to work you know to even survive and just google baby prenups if you're if you don't think this is real and the first (laughs) article that comes up baby prenups are a real thing and people are getting them oh my god that was definitely some rich ass white dude who was the first he didn't want to change one who was the first one it was on Good Morning America. Good Morning America, too, trying to scare people. Celebrity, spiritual, and life coach Vanessa Patronelli addressed this ph- phenomenon that has suddenly gained attention, boiling it down to something she sees as a good idea given the amount of work new parents are suddenly saddled with after the arrival of a baby. A good idea. Like I said, the whitest. This is, this is it's so white. It's, 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 ridiculous. it's whiter than enslaving other races. <laughs> No, you're just enslaving your spouse. Like, oh my god! But well, I guess, like, look, if this is women's response to guys being lazy, then I give a full salute. Yeah, if that's what this is. But I have a hard time feeling that like nah. a woman came up with this idea to make it legal and put it on paper. I feel like that had to be a guy. That was a guy that didn't want to do shit. Like it was probably like. I make all the money, you change the diapers, and here's a contract. Because everything is fucking revolves around contracts. Yeah, I've never, I don't deal with contracts. I, I just feel like this is a, a, a dick guy <laughs> move. Not a, Women probably didn't do this. <sighs> well, the this culture. Let's, 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 go, let's go to the culture before we start, you know, front kicking shit. Salutes uh, so to all the great dads out there, both my brothers, Caesar. Yeah. I, I don't know Anthony as a father, but I'm uh, sure you help with a ch- you know, yeah, she, We're getting a thumbs up from his yeah. fiance. So salute the terminology. Good dad gang all day. Good dad gang. <laughs> yeah. I see plenty of dads changing mm-hmm. diapers, Dude. feeding the kids. Up 5, 5.30 in the morning, up doing the damn yeah. thing. I see so many working late. fathers in my life doing mm-hmm. this, including my own. Yeah. So yeah, like times have changed. Get with it, gentlemen. Yes, press press a block or fucking go home. Like you said, what's uh you know any any guy can come. It takes a real man to be a father. Mm-hmm. Very true. So that was uh, Lawrence Fishburne, right? You said that it was some comedian. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe it is Lawrence. Was it in uh, was Boys in the Hood? Boys in the Hood. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, yeah. talk coming back. <laughs> so much knowledge from him dropped in that yeah, movie. Yeah, you say any man with a dick can make a baby. Like, yeah, I don't remember the rest of the line, but that was the start. I don't. Mm. You've seen the movie. He's the great yeah. underrated dad in, in that movie. Yeah, right. Very he true. was talking about gentrification. And like school and game and owning property, and that movie came out in '92. Well, you got to give props to John Singleton right now. Exactly. And rest in peace because Lawrence Fishburne played the hell out of that role. But that was John Singleton Singleton wrote that, yeah. Man, that and higher learning, like that, the watching those movies in my childhood, I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, you know, like John Singleton, very important, very Mm -hmm. important to the culture. Yeah, and like like I said, if you listen to hip hop, you already know this shit. So. <laughs> if you don't, though, I'll give you guys. You should Google uh, hip hop uh, uprising in the L.A. riots. Uh, documentary about the L.A. riots. It's all from the hip hop perspective. John Singleton's in it. Dr. Dre's in wow. it. Uh, Ice Cube's in it, and it just shows like their perspective of the hip hop of the 1992 L.A. riots with Rodney King, uh, and that's a great something I ro- watched recently that had. John Singleton in it that made me, yeah. made me think of that when you said that. I have to watch that. Yeah, he's wrote so many good things. So, 
you got a lot of people mm-hmm. that start. So that, you know, mm-hmm. Again, that's someone who's an influencer out there trailblazing and people who he influenced and gave starts to mm-hmm. are now doing the same thing 30 years later. Yeah. Well, not with the culture, right? Speaking uh, of the yeah. culture. Yeah. This week was the 15th anniversary of ODB dying, so salutes yeah. to ODB. It was Old just, Dirk McGurk. It was just crazy when like I heard about it. I remember where I was and like what I was doing. And and it was like, sad because yeah. like Chris Rock had made that whole thing, you know, like t- joking about ODB, and then like ODB put him on the CD, mm-hmm. and they made the song together. <sighs> yeah, I have fond memories of. I, I just ODB. remember like when he signed to Rockefeller. I just I thought that was the weirdest shit in the world. Because uh, he was like it, fresh out of the pen. Well, and, like, it, it nice was just and like because I was like my first big like fanatic like moment was like method man like that was like my favorite fucking rapper ever man like everything he did like i would like write down his lyrics and shit and perform them back and all that so it was like method man wu-tang and then it kind of transitioned to jay-z like around volume two and so i was a big rockefeller fan and so like when 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 odb signed to rockefeller i was just like what like this doesn't like he's Wu Tang he's too like those fit. guys those guys are like together. fucking Bentleys and champagne and Jay Z is like the coolest gangster in the world and it's like yo ODB is like that's not you know and then Style. then watching uh, that documentary like uh, on Showtime and it like yeah like everybody was like what the fuck like what was that like how did he end up with yeah. Damon Dash like you know what I mean like it was just such a not. A good fit. It yeah. was weird. Like, that documentary is oh, yeah. great, though. Yeah, o- I love that. ODB getting his welfare shit in a limo. Yeah, and just, you know, he he came up wild. Like, yeah. he just had a wild-ass life. No, I think, like, reading on his books and stuff like that, that are, like, kind of about him. Like, there's this one, I forgot the writer who uh, did the book, and it was just, like, her encounters with old Dirty Bastard and his family. And, like, he obviously, like, you know, needed help mentally yeah. even like back then and stuff like that and it's just like crazy to see like you know mental health and like him walling out and everyone thinking it's cool but well, that's why like, I gl- I'm, I'm glad that's changed because like mm. s- you see like Charlemagne and other yeah. black men talking about mental health out in public and the importance of it so mm. I think that's definitely something that changed Yeah, but you know it takes people like ODB and like what happened to him to like get people to like yeah. maybe think about like okay like this this lifestyle is sure looks fun, but like look at just his yeah. life was crazy exactly and the destruction like just the people that were affected by him. Mm-hmm. It's crazy watching in the documentary all of them talk about it and seeing right. them get like choked up and yeah, just like the emotions man. they have about yeah. it. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, but uh, rest in peace, ODB. In the Classic words of ODB, bong, bong, bong. <laughs> <laughs> and then also this week, the Chronic 2001 turned 20 years old. Classic. It's just one of those crazy albums I always talk about, like um, instant classic. There's so much political stuff going on at the time. There has to be like so many ingredients for something to become an instant classic. And there's so, I mean, mm. that like that's what Eminem like kind of just... Yeah. That's when he just took off. I mean, after that, mm. it was... Yeah, it just, like like I said, like it's just wild chemistry to make something in an instant classic, and, like, Dre knows how to do it with, like, that first mm-hmm. Chronic, 2001, obviously... But that's... It's, it's, that it's, al- it's, it's, it's been harder. That album then. is, like, West Coast Sound. Yeah. 
Like that is yeah. He embodied West Coast he embodied sound. that West Coast, mm. and it's influenced every, especially L.A. rapper. Yeah, since then, because it's just mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous. And like everyone even, was on it. Like even in Kendrick right now, because I was reading about it, and they were saying like that album. People forget like all those people weren't talking to each other in the late '90s after Death Row broke up and Tupac died mm. and Biggie died. Like all those people weren't on good terms, and like. Dre brought them all back together. Him and Snoop reunited on that album. That's Exhibit, right. yeah. Nocturnal, Nate Dogg. Like, everyone was on that album. Like, Corrupt was on it, too, right? Corrupt was mm-hmm. on it, too. And they had some shit. Mm-hmm. Even Jay-Z was involved, because Jay-Z wrote... Uh, uh, Jay-Z and Royce the 5'9". Wrote some wrote Dre stuff. Of Dre's yeah, lyrics Roy, on that album. Royce wrote uh, The Message. Like the, song the Message, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's crazy that people don't know that Dre has the ghostwriter, you know? Like, Dre's a producer... He, he could spit whatever people write. And I think, I forget the dude's name from Florida that wrote a lot of his stuff Hitman. from the, from the Chronic album. Yeah, Hitman like wrote a lot of it. And he mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, like that dude's like retired from hip hop. He just like, he interviews him in this article and he's just living out there in Florida, has a family. He's like, yeah, like All those sitting here chilling. And he's like, just Ghost Rider residual. He's, yeah, he's just living off the royalties from that album and, and what happened. And then it's funny to think with the little Drake and like Drakey Poo and like people writing stuff for him, you know, be like, but people. A lot of people don't know that Dre got all his stuff written. Like he's uh, not a rapper. That doesn't count because Dre was never running around talking about I'm the best rapper in the world. Very true. true. Very that's true. The, that's the only mm. problem. And I think even with that Drake shit, like it's a reference track. So it wasn't like the guy like wrote the song. It's like, hey, like this sounds good. Well, I'm Drake. I'm gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? But it means something else when like you're touted as one of the best rappers because if you listen to 5 a.m in toronto like that is some of the best rapping i have ever heard in my life like he's talking shit and everything sounds good and then it's like why does this guy need a ghostwriter like you know what i'm saying that's what you think right but dre's like yeah he's a producer like you don't expect him to be sitting down with the most pen. people, like, most people don't mean? consider dre a rapper right they consider right. it you now they, because all like both albums, Chronic and Chronic Two Thousand One, are collabor like such collaborative albums. Yeah. So many other people working on them. Like his rapping doesn't stand out. It's the production and getting all right. those people together that yeah that stand out. Yeah, but it's so dope that Royce Royce is my guy. <laughs> and that's what they were. That's what they're saying. Like Eminem being so featured on there, Royce the Five Nine being, like it bridges like two two eras because it has all mm-hmm. the dudes from the 90s and then like mm-hmm. two of the bigger guys from 2000s were also involved in that mm-hmm. album and then like you know after that they, they made uh, 50 Cent you know a superstar too yeah oh 52 mm. Mm. well I think it's time for a second break yeah what's your song of the week my song of the week is a throwback recently Pharaoh Monch re-released his uh, debut album and it is available on all streaming platforms now. It wasn't previously. So I picked my, pro- I don't know, second or third favorite song <laughs> of that album. <laughs> but yeah. it's it's kind of a hidden gem. The, the name of the song is The Truth. It's so good. It's a personal personal favorite of mine. It's Feral Monch featuring Talib Kweli in common. So uh, listen and enjoy. Salud. Yo. 
Truth had me up against the ropes, semi-conscious without no boxing skills. Fear of it makes hair on my neck grow like minoxidil. Watching the clock is ill when faced with the truth parallels observing. Amateur videotapes of 21 top notch in my PD cops get ill. Filet minds out the kill, still some never reveal true feelings. We speaking on the truth right now in itself is a healing. See the creator, created existence and balance at right angles less than what's conceived and stated. So whoever shall stray away from right lives wrong. The derivative of the word false, opposite of truth or course. Shores my slave name sin then. Troy Donald Jameson paves the path enabling truth to stay stable and clean earth. Sort of similar to the way static electricity stings. See, truth brings light. Light refracts off the mirror visions of yourself and error could never be clearer. The truth is that you're ugly. Not on the outside, but in the inside. On the outside, you front and you lovely. The discovery of these things and all are well hidden. But when you in denial of self, it is forbidden. That's the truth. It's the truth, uh, boy. Uh. In due time, we gotta recognize. Let the truth be told from young souls that become old from days spent in the jungle. Where must one go to find it? Time is real, we can't rewind it. Out of everybody I met, who told the truth? Time did, we find kids speaking cause it's naturally in us. But the false prophet by telling us, we be born sinners, vendors of hate. Got me battling my own mind, stated at a divine rate. I ain't in this just to rhyme great. See the truth in the thighs of a stripper, the eyes of my nigga. If it's only one, then why should it differ? So constantly I seek it. Wonder why I gotta drink a six pack to speak it. Took a picture of the truth and tried to develop it. Had proof, it was only recognized by the intelligent. Took the negative and positive, cause niggas got to live. Said I gotta give more than I'm giving. Cause truth will never be heard in religion. After searching the world on the inside, what was hidden? It was the truth. I still got marks from the nooses The truth it produces Fear that got niggas on the run like Carl Lewis The truth is, my crew is The smoothest bitters of saliva juices like the root is We more organic than acoustics Heavenly what will set you free and kill you in the same breath That shit you gotta get off your chest Before your death unless The way you speak is lighter than the pamphlet Cause the truth give the worst away to the planet, goddammit I ran with what God planted in my heart And I understand it to be to bring some light to the dark Breathe some life in this art This must be the truth Cause we keep marching on the truth lay the foundation of what we rocking on You can't see it if you're blind, but we will always prevail Life is like the open sea, the truth is the wind in our sails And in the end, our names is on the lips of dying men If ever crushed to the earth, we always rise again When the words of lying men sound lush like the sound of a violin The truth is there, it's just the heart you gotta find it in Guys, that was Sean's pick of the week, and that was the truth by Pheromons, Talib, and Common off that great internal, internal Pharaohs album. Like that's like one of my favorite albums, probably like top twenty. And Pheromons, so underrated, definitely one of my favorite MCs of all time, though. Just 
going back to the days of Lyricist Lounge show and just wow, uh, like seeing all these guys on there on that raucous records and yeah. sound bombing. And everyone loves Simon Says, like you know, like right. it, it, it's a great song and everything. But like this album, Tip the Tail, including interludes is fantastic that's why i was so excited mm. when they re-released it because mm. you couldn't stream it you'd have to go like youtube or something mm-hmm. to find it so uh yeah check it out internal affairs this song definitely a highlight talib quality common just spitting spitting bars yeah. about it's a great metaphor and, and listen to commons verse especially he's mm-hmm. like you know you front on the outside you lovely <laughs> just uh, just so it's so well executed as a, as a concept you know, and it's funny, I always tell people, like, hip-hop made me who I am today. And it's because of stuff like this, you know, not listen to, you know, top 40 stuff that mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier. is because, like, you know, with me, like, my, my dad left when I was young. Who did I have, you know? Like, my mom and fucking hip-hop, you know? So, gems. Hip-hop is the best thing that'll <laughs> ever happen to you. <laughs> All right. It is the meandering questions time. Mm-hmm. Anthony, are you ready for this? Yes. Some of these questions we ask everyone, some are specifically for you. Okay. So the first question we have, do you prefer cheeseburgers or pizza more? Uh, cheeseburgers, definitely. Do you, do you have a favorite burger mm-hmm. in Reno? Um, if you were voting, what would be your favorite burger? <laughs> definitely not In-N-Out. Um, well, we're kind of like uh, not, we're going meatless for a little while. So I know that kind of makes me sound not hard but uh <laughs> no no jt's doing the same thing right now um so if i'm gonna pick a best unfortunately it's gonna be shawarma getting that's kind of like my my go-to spot right now i like um, that place yeah mm-hmm. like that's kind of where we go to kind of get like our like we're really craving something we'll go there so uh no meat for like the past five weeks and i feel great so Nice. No, shawarma getting is good. It's always good. And like, uh, and people feel weird about not eating meat because I used to love to go to New Manic all the time. But, all right. Favorite bar? Favorite bar? Uh, right now, it's our bar. Like the, the not physically our bar like that. Yeah, that, our that's bar. Yeah. yeah, our bar downtown. Yeah, across, our bar downtown. Do across from a... Uh, uh, Tap House, yeah, and, Cafe yeah, Capella, Cafe Capella. Yeah, I like that place a lot. Mm. I like their food. the The new guy that runs it, he's like super nice. Uh, I don't know his name, sorry, but shout out to you. Um, yeah, still got the avocado fries, mm-hmm. the yeah, fried avocado. That's, 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 that's that shit. Pop right there, off, man. Right there. I got yeah. mad because I was like, I ordered a burger. I'm like, can I get the fried avocado fries like instead of mm-hmm. regular French fries? Like, no, you have to order a separate order. Wow. Like, eh. Yeah, like that. No, was, that shit's fucking yeah. good. No, when because uh, she put me onto that, um, and then like we just kept going back just to get the avocado fries, man. Like those shits are amazing. How cra- Like they're so fucking good. They're amazing. Every time. Amazing. Yeah. Dr- drunk or not. <laughs> what's What's your favorite restaurant in Reno? As someone uh, who's recently moved back here, I think you have a good perspective on this for our listeners. Uh, favorite. Restaurant. We've you can to, talk. You don't have to whisper. Ahead. Yeah, you don't have to whisper. <laughs> <laughs> we've gone to so many places, man. Um, yeah, or like your latest favorite one. This is hard because I'm not a foodie, but I eat a lot. Um, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> <me too>. Yeah, <laughs> men, men of big sizes. Yo, it's 
<laughs> it's very hard. It's very hard to uh, narrow it down. You know, we were really Zeppelin. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Zeppelin. Okay. The one down uh, south. I haven't been there yeah. yet. I've, I've heard good things yeah. about so, this place. Like, it reminded us of like fireflies in Vegas. Oh, right on Paradise. Yeah, is that yeah, the one on know. Paradise? I know. Yeah, oh, man, that's like has a, some late that's, nights of that. Yeah, bitch. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Zeppelin. Zeppelin is uh, very, very good. The service is great, man. Like everything we had on the menu was amazing. The whole like. Decor and all that, everything. everything I've heard nothing but good things about this place. I just haven't eaten there yet. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Amazing. Homegirl Annalise used to work there too. I'm gonna have to, gonna have to talk to the the girlfriend. And be like, hey, we got a new place. We're gonna eat yeah. midtown. We're gonna go south. <laughs> no, it's, it's just crazy too because it's just like it's south of town. Yeah, and it's and like, like why, why is it down there, man? Yeah, like, but like down there, they need good food down there too. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> they Those do. people deserve good food. No, they do, and more's popping up. But like it's just hard for me yeah, to Panera venture. Bread, bro. Yeah, yeah. See where you live, because yeah, my girlfriend lives out in Sparks. Yeah, so that's like a long way. Where I live is kind of away, fun. but, but like, it's not that far from here. Yeah, but when I, it's just hard to go south of Plum. Right, <laughs> right. To me, it's, it's I mean it's south, hard. south of South McCarran, because yeah. I, I have to venture down there. So mm. and I'm like, damn, I'm hella far away. Yeah, no, it just it just it's just spoiled, hard. Spoiled yeah. living in the middle of the city. Exactly. And you you know? gotta go to the outskirts. It's like, eh. especially for me, all roads start and lead. And end at public house, so, you know. So, next question: What was the last musical artist you were bumping? Uh, on the way here, we were listening to that new Tory Lanez, "The Chicks Take Five. Oh shit! Man. I saw multiple people. I saw multiple people very happy on the internet oh, yesterday about that new album. And I just uh, downloaded that uh, Queen and Slim soundtrack, so I've heard Dude. things about it. I haven't played it all the way through. I listened yet. to the Lauren Hill sound, song off that yesterday. Okay, but that's the Can only you, song I've heard. When I was downloading, it was like blacked out. Like I couldn't. Like you had to like buy the album to get the song. On Spotify, they only mm. had the Lauren Hill song. That's weird. Wow. So it okay. must be some sort of yeah, yeah, yeah some, exclusive or something. You know the wars, dude. Um, but yeah, like that that chicks tape. I think like featuring the artist that made the song, like that just set the shit over the top. So that's like. What I can't on. wait man. to see that movie either. Dude, one of my oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no no, man, it's just yeah. like a new. It makes me angry. Watched it already. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I, I, but I know I'm gonna be mad when I leave the theater. So I was when I was I was watching that uh, the Wu Tang show on Hulu, right? And that's where like the, the commercial like, have coming all the up. black commercials on. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, like I want to buy Sophia Chang's book now because it's like the only commercial they had on there. But uh, um, I saw the preview for that and I was like. Holy shit, man! Like I have to watch this, now, man. It looks so fucking good, yeah, and just yeah. like a new telling of Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And we were like, we were literally just talking about that. Like walking up here, I was like, "Yo, we gotta go watch Clean and Slim" because I'm like, I want to see this new take on Bonnie and Clyde. And then one of my favorite, like, new photographers uh-huh. is like from New York, Brooklyn. Uh, salute to you for Andre. He shot all those photos. For real? For like the album cover and like wow. the movie. And he shoots like film still That's and stuff cool. like that. That's and like cool. shoots like exclusively black and white. He obviously does color and stuff too, yeah, but yeah. like mainly black and white, like the shit I like. Yeah. And like he shot that shit. And he's just fucking amazing yeah. photographer. Um, yeah. So yeah. So it's you for Andre. I can't wait. I saw the previews. I had to look it up. Wait, uh, I saw the movie If Bill Street Could Talk last last winter mm-hmm. and they yeah. showed the previews that movie you should watch if you haven't okay. seen it too it's mm-hmm. gonna make you mad i left 
It's, it's a great movie, but it, uh, I was in, Regina King's in it. She does great. But I, they showed the preview for uh, this movie uh-huh. during that movie last year, so I've been waiting like yeah, eight, cause it's nine been, months. It's been winning awards and stuff like that, you yeah. know. But obviously, it's because it's people of color are going to keep it low key up up in Reno. Yeah, we might have to like make sure you get it, watch mm-hmm. it while you know before it yeah, goes it's, away. It's probably going to be at the Riverside uh, Theater <laughs> for, for like, like two yeah. weeks, yeah. and that's it. But maybe that's the Urban Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but maybe we could have an up in the mix. Neon yeah, Babylon yeah, showing. Yeah, let's do a collab at the theater, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like yo, give away. If like not, if not there, I got places where we could view it at. No, I think it's a, I, like you're joking, but that's a fire ass idea, man. It's like do stuff like that, man. Mm-hmm. It's like bring everybody together, keep people to come, come together, and to see. come support some actual like good art. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, no, I got places where we could play it out. Yeah, let's do that shit. Let's go bench press a block. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Steve. So, last question: Simpsons or Family Guy? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Family Guy. I'm gonna have to go with Family Guy because I feel like Simpsons is a little too safe sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, but I feel like Family Guy like reaches with the, with the dirty jokes sometimes. And you yeah. be like, all right, that, that shit wasn't funny. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I think <clears throat> just overall, like the whole cast, I like I like Family Guy better. Okay. If you could have dinner with three other people, dead or alive, who would it be? Uh, one, I will say uh, probably Mansa Musa. Ooh. Um, okay. Two. Uh, let's see. I don't know how I dropped Mansa Musa so fast, and I don't have two and three ready to like talked ready to go. <laughs> I was just gonna um, go you followed your heart, and that's yeah, it. right. Yeah. Um, hmm. Then that's a really tough question, man. Uh, it is mine. Mine took a little bit. And we I, asked each other this, yeah. Last, and I, last. I chose like Biggie. Aliens who built the fucking the the pyramids. Stop watching History Channel. You know, like my (laughs) conspiracy shit. And then uh, two, two, I'll go uh, Hannibal, the general. Um, Three. Like the ancient Hannibal general? The ancient Hannibal general. Okay. All right. Um, As a history teacher, I'm I'm excited about both those answers. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I'm really uh, like the royalty aspect of ancient Africa, um, and this is gonna gonna go deep. But anyways, I'm, I, that's like you know what I mean. Like there was a period of my life where uh, I was just like, you try to find yourself. You know what I'm saying? You but again, to, uh, something that wasn't taught in schools. Yes. So you don't see yourself as being like coming from an advanced, powerful civilization. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it's to me, I always think it's interesting where the most prominent African people, melanoid people are always debated on if they're really black or not. You know, I've always thought that was a real disservice and, you know, I get it. Just a white man typically just trying to take credit. I I, I was getting to these talks with my mom. Like we'll go on these like two hour conversations and it's just be like, just blah, 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 blah. And he's always like, what the hell did we do? And it's like, it's, it's like that feeling of like, when you know, 
that someone is more powerful than you, so you do everything in your that power. That's exactly what it is. It's a you move do of weakness. Everything in your you have power to, erase. to associate everything about their life with something negative, and it's like anything positive was a threat to your power, and that's how that's how deep one hundred percent. That is how deep slavery was. They had to erase mm-hmm. the history of Africa mm-hmm. because they didn't want people to know where they came from. Right, and I, I mean, I I don't buy in because you know there was like the whole like we were kings, and it's like. Not everybody was a king. Like, I right. don't believe that. But it's like, I damn sure know we weren't all slaves. Like, it didn't exactly. start like that. Like, you exactly. know what I mean? Um, but, you know, go- going back to number three, I would uh, probably say maybe like Stevie Wonder from like his 60s, 70s era. Yeah. Oh, I just want to like have dinner and just watch him create. I think that would be like the coolest shit in the world. Good answer. That's awesome. This is a great question. We got. I love asking this question. And that's people. the best. I feel that's the best answer we fucking got. Yeah, yeah. And mm. if you don't know who Mansa Musa is, please Google him and and Hannibal, the original, not uh, Hannibal Lecter. Lecter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't fucking. No, as soon as you said Hannibal, I knew it wasn't yeah. Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> but I was just like, ah, best Hannibal answer we got. Such, so. Hannibal was such a badass is that the Romans used to like study him and worship mm-hmm. him. And like reenact what he did because yeah. he was such a good military leader. He was so yeah. hard body. Exactly. Is that what you telling me? So yes. hard. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. No. But all right. <clears throat> good job. Thank you. That is the Mandarin question. Dude, you did. That, and that, that was, was the best. Excellent one. job. Bonus yeah. points awarded. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so to the next guest, you guys got to step up a lot. We're dialing these in. Really <laughs> yeah. Good, <like>. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We haven't had this in a while. We yeah. have a fuck boy of the week. Or and, fuck girl, and we are we are gender gender neutral here because this is a female fuckboy of the week. Uh, this is personal, so salutes to my friend Natalie. She uh, works out. Won't say the gym, but she works out at a gym. The other night, she like came after working out, went to her locker to get her stuff, and like it was the lock was gone. It was all of her shit was gone. So she was like, "Did I forget to lock it? Whatever." So, and then she gets a call later on, like on like. Uh, so the, whoever stole her shit had uh, gone to Walgreens and spent like $300 on gift cards. So later on, like, so she like got, talked to Walgreens, got the girl's photo, called the gym, gave the people at the gym a photo, called police. Well, it comes to find out that she had robbed like 10 other people's stuff wow. from the gym. gym. She walked in. It looked like she had a bag. I mean, she probably walked in, we were thinking a bag with a bag with just bolt cutters in the bag and cut everyone's like walked into their locker room, cut everyone's bolts off. It stole everyone's wallets out and did the same thing. So we were like she like posts about this on Facebook. So this was uh, this happened on Monday night. She said by Tuesday it had been shared like two over two thousand times. Fuck. All these people are sharing it and commenting on it. So Tuesday, she like got a call. The girl had gone back to the gym and tried to do the same thing again. Wow! Salutes to the gym manager. Recognized her, called police, and they caught her red-handed. Ah, damn! This is why I don't work out. <laughs> Shit like that. See. Now, now you know why. <laughs> get, get, your, how, get your identity started. How bold are you to go wow, back to the man. same exact gym 24 hours later and try to do the same fucking 24 thing? 24 hours? She's not a good thief, that's for sure. <sighs> Jesus. Because bad boys move in silence. <laughs> right? She's obviously not a bad boy, so that is our fuck. No. 
boy of the week, this chick who went and stole from people. And Salute to the manager for recognizing it. Yeah, it's loose to Natalie because yeah. she, they she, like the cops didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. Like if it was if it wasn't for like her and, and like the, Walgreens the and, community and, like, and everyone and else like out. sharing this, mm-hmm. like they probably wouldn't. He wouldn't have recognized. He recognized her from like the Facebook. Yeah, post. and that's the thing too. Like. You know, because probably with the police, they're like, that's at the bottom of the shit. Yeah, like, they got other more important things to yeah, do. Yeah, there needs to be more training. But he saw her street. walk in and called the police. So when she was walking out, the police were there. Mm, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, you, I'm sure you were waiting to say that. Yes. <laughs> Locked and cocked. All right. Well, uh, that's about it for this week. Uh, we got some local events to check out. Holland's formerly hit their their holiday market. It used to be called uh, the Rogue Show. It's now yeah, called no. the High Desert uh, Market. Why why they change it? Because the girl who runs it, Casey, uh, I forget her name, but uh, anyways, the girl who runs it isn't doing it. She's taking a break, so she kind of wanted to keep the Rogue thing for, for if herself. She, if she does stuff, something else branches up. So you know, rebrand time. But uh, December seventh and eighth at the Holland Project, there will be. I don't even know, like 20-something different vendors. Maybe even more Different that, vendors yeah. each day, and they've got all sorts of good handcrafted different gift ideas for the holidays. Mm-hmm. So uh, and, it supports, and it supports the Holland Project, so check that out. I was going to have some food truck, and uh, Michael Moberly is going to be there. He's making some special alcohol or non-alcoholic drinks for the occasion. So uh, make sure you come through and check that out. It's wild. Um, I don't know... Last year, we were playing music for K-Week. Yeah, we did for a little bit. I don't know if uh, that's going to happen again, but we'll be I'll be there in some capacity. I'll try to be there. So make sure to check that out. That's December 7th and 8th. Mm-hmm. Also, starting December 7th is the Reno Christmas Tree Lighting and the beginning of the Reno Light Festival. That'll mm-hmm. be kickoff downtown and go till uh, Saturday, December 14th, and you'll be learning yeah. all about it next week. Can I tell you guys, like, I put it into the universe. We were b- very disappointed last year. Yeah, I put it into the universe. Like, I... I specifically go to other big cities where they have like very big on Christmas, like San Francisco or LA and stuff like that. Like it might not be Christmas Eve, but they have a good holiday spirit. spirit. Exactly. Lights and decorations. Mm -hmm. So like when I was telling Sean, I was like, yo, it's kind of whack here. I went to here and it was like on a Tuesday, six (laughs) o'clock, like, and the lighting was kind of fucking whack. Well, Caesar, the city of Reno heard you. Thank you. Multiple departments and organizations (laughs) are coming together to make this year's the best ever. And I'm excited because it's just like, it brings people together and we obviously need it as a community. Like even with like family, friends, like it doesn't matter. Like it just brings us together. So I'm excited. I'm super excited. Thank you, Reno. Thank you for listening to my voice. <clears throat> yeah, it's gonna be t- it's gonna be tight. And I'm excited. I'll be out there. They're gonna explain. It. There's gonna be all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Salutes to Ian. I was talking to him earlier today. Uh, they're gonna try and do something. Spoken views. They're gonna have fi- fire dancers. They're gonna have all sorts of art installations. Uh, they're gonna have like a. Uh, a fire and ice festival thing, like an ice sculpting contest. Oh, I fucks with that shit. Yeah, so it's sure. gonna be all sorts of cool stuff going on downtown. But we'll you know we'll get the details next week. Cool, cool. Thanks, thanks for listening to me, Reno. Salute to you. And remember, if you're listening, go to wherever you listen, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, wherever. Please leave us a review and rate the show because it helps us with the algorithms and whatnot. You like us or hate us? Don't give a fuck. Just put some notes on there. <laughs> So we want to thank Anthony again 
for joining us tonight from Neon Babylon. Mm-hmm. Again, tell them where to find your wares, sir. Uh, yeah, so IG, go to uh, neonbabylon.rno, and the website is neon-babylon.com. So give them a, give them a look-see and get some uh, you know dope gear and represent your city. Fresh setters. Exactly. Get out there and do the thing. And then lastly, every Friday night from 9 to 11, make sure you tune into Reno's favorite local radio station, 97.7, and listen to Up the Mix hip-hop show where we play nothing but the best in hip-hop. Or go to uh, upinthemix.live on IG or upinthemix.live on the interwebs. So until next time, this is Sean saying peace. This is Della Photo, follow your heart. And it's cuffing season, so make sure you got somebody to keep you warm. Exactly. It's getting cold. It's it's about to. (laughs) Salud.